Cheers! Welcome to the Brewery Brothers Podcast. Today we're visiting Loaded Dice Brewery in Troy, Michigan. Dude, you want to talk about a road trip? Yeah, talk about a road trip. It honestly was not a bad drive. Like, very, very doable. Yeah, it was two hours and 48 minutes Yeah, for me? like a handful of minutes. Okay. I, yeah, from the Grand Rapids, it really was just a little over two hours. Yeah. Like. Not a bad drive, and there's a lot of good beer on this state, on this state, side. on this side uh, of the state. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited. So normally we're on the west side of the state. Yeah. West coast, best coast. West side is the best side. <laughs> oh. Oh no. Hang sure, on, we can't say side. that here. I'm sorry. <laughs> Scratch it. This is the three one three slash two four eight. Whoa. <laughs> That's crazy, Eminem. Uh, <laughs> but today we have a special guest host kieran from pike 51 hi guys uh decided to join us this week because terrell had he said prior engagements Mm. which i mean it could have been just his wife Cracking the whip. <laughs> That's what that noise was. Yeah. <laughs> That's our sound effects for the show, guys. Ooh, that was our budget right there. <laughs> Poor guy. You would so, think she'd be excited about his future fame and beer podcasts. I know. Like, just he's out of the house. He's coming home happy <laughs> every every week. Slightly um, inebriated. Yeah, slightly. I mean, it's we, a far it makes drive, everybody a pl- more pleasant person to be around. No, I think they legitimately went out of town. Okay. He had this plan for a while, and that's all right, because I'm going to San Diego in two weeks. Nice. <laughs> uh, should have said that. People aren't supposed to know. Oh, shoot. Redact that as well. Um, I don't edit the podcast at all, so, I mean, if you say something you're going to regret. Oh, boy. i got to be. Maybe I'll, I'll edit something. <laughs> Just put a big old bleep static sound for, like, three minutes during the podcast. Yeah. And they're like, if you go yeah. on this, like, tirade. And that's the yeah, story of the one time I went to prison. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to thank the couple of listeners who reached out asking why we've missed the last couple of weeks. It's womp, womp. just been like scheduling conflicts. But that should all be worked out now. We're focused. We're drinking beer. Loaded yeah. dice. Um, Hello. We are our host. Yeah, the wonderful Jeff. Jeff. Oh, yeah, thank you. Sorry. I should probably tell you my name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Jeff Smith. I'm the owner and head brewer and front of the house manager. <laughs> and keg washer. <laughs> keg washer, marketer, everything here at Loaded Dice Brewery. This yeah. this concludes our third week of opening. Uh, we've wow. been open, if I do the math, nine days. Um, we think we're killing it. Um, I'm running out of beer, so that's always a good sign that you're killing it. Yeah. Uh, which gives me a little bit of panic attack every beginning of the week when I'm like, okay, how am I going to put kegs up this weekend? So, uh, yeah, it's been great. Uh, I've been working on this since uh, I filed for the LLC in November of 2018. Wow. Um, oh, damn. Did a brief little Kickstarter program uh, in the following January, so January 19. We got the keys on this place November of last year, so... Does that do the math right? Yeah, 2019. Um, you know, we've just been going hard, building it out. And then a little brief 12-week pause because of COVID. Yeah. But uh, we opened up on the 28th of August. Uh, we had what 
people thought was a soft opening, which was my fault because I'm a Letterkenny fan. I don't know if you watch it. <laughs> I love Letterkenny. I've seen it. Yeah, so they throw Daryl, one of the main characters, a super soft birthday party every year. So I okay. called it the super soft opening. Awesome. And we had... <laughs> that was your grand opening. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. Um, and I had my neighbor, who's a cake decorator and cookie maker. She made a bunch of unicorn cookies because it's love part that. of the super soft birthday party. Awesome. Um, oh my my daughter and her friend inflated unicorns everywhere some people got it some people thought it was a soft opening um which we wearing probably, a tutu no but i didn't have party hats oh okay yeah, party hats yeah. i i stopped i couldn't fit in my daughter's tutu so <laughs> oh my wife ordered my tutu online yeah i was i don't have, have a custom made <laughs> well i'm a fat guy so. <laughs> i mean she ordered a pretty big tutu i probably could have <laughs> stitched like four together and, and then that way but then I would just have like a mishmash of different tutus at varying lengths, and no one needs to see my legs much. So I like to show off. <laughs> I love that story, though. Yeah, you're, you're very soft open. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so but you're here, yeah, at Loaded Dice Brewery. If this was like a Kenny Rogers song, you'd be the the gambler. Yeah, I mean, come I suppose, on, right? Yeah, well, I, 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 I didn't the, know if you were like leading me to say that or I mean, in I'm, my head I'm like that's the most cliche thing I've ever <laughs> that's what I do that's what I do I might have bought a Kenny Rogers uh, album on the way over here no. to listen to oh, I did oh my goodness uh, no but uh, three good songs on there there's a little bit more he's got he's Kenny Rogers rest in peace no but I mean speaking about the gambler yeah I read on your your wonderful website that um, you actually took some of your money to the casino yeah. to try to raise yeah. a bit more. That was, that was, that was <laughs> the best idea I've ever had. I'm shaking my head no. Yeah. Um, it worked out. Well, it was it's part of the the, the marketing plan, right? Yeah. So, um, I come from a family, I guess, of gamblers. Like it's always been in my family. Uh, we're not like degenerate. Like we're gonna blow out the mortgage. Although I do have a brother, but we won't get into <laughs> we that all have details. That brother. But. My dad uh, had racehorses, so I was always at uh, a local racehorse track here called Hazel Park in DRC. Um, when I was a kid, we would get together and play, you know, Michigan Rummy or poker as a family and an extended family. So it's always kind of been in me. Um, <coughs> I, no, no worries, man. Um, I, I was a semi-pro bowler, I guess, like at a high level, and oh. my, my come from a family that also are bowlers, and that always seems to be involved with gambling. You bet on yourself, you bet on other people. So um, when I was came up with the idea of, like, when I thought, like, okay, I could do a brewery, I knew I wanted to do some kind of gambling-themed brewery because I thought there's a lot of ways to spin names around that, have, have some fun. Um, it's part of my personality. Um, so we were bouncing around ideas, and I, when I go to the casino, I love playing craps. So Loaded Dice Brewery, I was just going through crap lingo, and that just stuck, stuck out to me. So, ta-da, here we are. You just answered, like, four of my questions. All right. <laughs> Great. We're going to wrap this up super Sorry, early. I can go on. No. I have no, <laughs> no, this is awesome. Um, yeah, I was going to, you know, tell us what makes Loaded Dice special. I mean, well... I'm like passive aggressively humble, like I'll never say it's special, but I think what makes it unique is the fact that I'm willing to take a risk and do something silly with a beer that probably most people won't. Like one of the beers that I gave you, it's still kind of fermenting and conditioning. It's a cream soda or cream ale 
uh, that I dumped about four pounds of Red Hot or Fireball Red Hots in there. Um, <laughs> I'm excited to try. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I actually dry hopped another pound because I didn't think it had another. I guess I didn't dry hop it. I dry fireballed it or something. <laughs> Sounds a little. <laughs> I saw that in the porn once time. So. <laughs> uh, but no, it's just like stuff like that. Like um, I want, you know, along with that, because to me, like the most fun about gambling and going to the casino is the social aspect. Kind of is hard to do that right now, but like I, that's why I like crap so much because it's a big social game. That's where you mm-hmm. hear everybody like hooting and hollering, yeah. you know, high fiving. Um, so I want to be interactive with my guests. Um, I'm going to brew with one of the guys that came up with this recipe. He's like, you should do Lady Luck Blonde and then ferment it on uh, Ladyfinger cookies. I'm like, yes. I go, yes. when do you want to brew it? He's like, you want me to come and brew it? I'm like, yeah. So we're trying to find a time that works for both of us. We're going to brew that beer. He's going to uh, pick a charity to donate uh, $1 per pint. That goes to the charity of his choice, and I want to do those things. Like I, I, because I'm such a small batch, which by the way I'm a one barrel super nano system, yeah. you know, and I get about five to six kegs per batch. That it's not going to hurt me if well, it does suck using the ingredients, and you know, but the batch cost isn't too extreme for me. Right. Like I can handle, you know, that loss. Um, and not saying that this beer is going to turn out bad but i'm willing to take that little jump and why not let's have to me it's let's have fun i mean i i go to breweries quite a bit i think i've hit 162 not that i'm counting uh like you are of the michigan breweries uh whenever we plan like any kind of trip anywhere in michigan or anywhere else we our lunch stops are at a brewery yeah um i try to end up in a place that has breweries in the area that i can hit so I've been done that market research with air quotes uh, pretty extensively. Um, and I fi- I'm finding that, like, it's not cookie cutter, but it's just you go to breweries, you know you're going to get an IPA. You know you're going to get a some form of a lager. You're going to get a seltzer or a cider. Like, let's be adventurous. Right. Um, you know, and I, I want to take people along with me on this silly little ride of mine. So I love that. You're loaded dice. It seems to, like, hit the marks on so many, like, fronts. Like, you walk in the door, and because you are so small and you have the opportunity to change what you brew from day to day, week to week, like, it is. You're rolling the dice on what you're going to drink for that yeah. night, which I love. It's fun. Uh, and a lot of breweries, you've lost that. Yeah. Like, I feel like, yeah, we all are working so hard to keep our mainstays in place. And right. While people love consistency, I'm one of those people where I love the next new thing, right. the next beer that's going to make me... I think that's where the market's going. I mean, you see it, like, you know, I'll buy you, like, Wax Wings right now is, like, mm-hmm. the hot brewery because they're willing to take that little bit of a chance and come out with these overly fruited sours. And everybody, if people from this side of the state, they'll drive there on a release day and they'll mule mm-hmm. back for everybody. It's just nuts to me. Wow. Um, and <clears throat> I think it's because... You, you know the brew, the beer is quality and it's new and it's 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 not like um, going to you know a market and grabbing an all day IPA which not knocking those guys their founders all day IPA whatever came you say <laughs> there, you know those there's a reason why those are shelf beers because yeah. they're consistent you know exactly what you're gonna get yeah I don't know if I want to do that even like my flagship I change up. Like, I, I don't even call them flagships because, you know, three weeks in, you can't really call a flagship <laughs> beer. But, you know, there's a few that have been received pretty well. Um, 
I have a New England IPA uh, called Juicy Side Bet, which is um, used, it uses a, a Michigan hop called Bergamot and Paradigm. Mm-hmm. And Bergamot, I think the code name of that is Oaf for orange as fuck. And it, it's straight up uh, Sunny D. It's, it, everybody wow. has, like, tastes like Sunny D. But I, because I'm a tinkerer and I can't stop, i trying to do my hops additions at a different time just to see what it does. And I, I use a, a Kavik yeast that ferments out pretty quickly. The last batch, I actually, on the transfer from the boil kettle to the fermenter, um, I, I dry hopped at that point as opposed to waiting a day and dry hopping just to see what it would do. It turned out less juicy, so now I know. So, but I'm going to keep trying to innovate and do things like that. This is a huge learning process for me because I'm coming from a home brewer standpoint, a 10-gallon system. So scaling up even to a barrel has been kind mm-hmm. of a risk and a challenge within itself. It's not um, linear. Like you don't like if you add an ounce at a 10-gallon uh, level, it's not necessarily going to be 30 ounces at a one barrel. So, and I'm learning that pretty quickly on some things, you know, but uh, there's software out there that helps with that, but we'll get into like my tech nerd background too. Sure. I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, How did you choose Troy as your location? Was it just because you lived in the area or? Actually, so, I mean, I do live in Troy and I live live about four miles away from the brewery. Um, And I... I don't want to say I wasn't considering Troy as a location. I just heard um, that the government here is somewhat difficult to work with, and they kind of can't tend to cater to more of that corporate uh, company and you know high tech and industrial company. Like the main thoroughfare through here is Big Beaver, okay, uh, which comedy within itself. Big Beaver <laughs> exit sixty nine, perfect. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, they, you go up and down there, and it's every chain restaurant that you could find. Um, so I actually was going to try to push north a little bit to Auburn Hills area off of 75 because, uh, as we talked off mic, you know, my relationship with starving artists up in Lonington, and I've built a couple other relationships uh, going north, and the thought was that we could do, like, kind of an equal barter system to where we'd have guest taps for everybody. That's so when cool. I when I first started thinking about this, I'm like, yeah, get off of 75 because everybody here in the summer goes up north yeah. and they come down so they could hit Starving Artists up in Lonington and, and maybe, if Andy's cool enough, to put one of my taps on there and they come back here, that's, you know, pub for me and vice versa. Yeah. So I wanted to get up north a little bit from here um, because there's really nothing between Royal Oak, which is my neighboring city, and up until you hit probably Rochester Mills, their production facility. Um, I was going to focus on that area, and by happenstance, talking to some of the some of the other parents, are like, well, just call this guy. You know, His name's Glenn Lampin. He's the uh, business economic developer for the city. So I reached out to him. He's like, yeah, you can come in um, and, and you know, tell us what you want to do. So I have a little bit of a marketing ad background, so I went in with this full beautiful presentation ready to kill it i got all these numbers and metrics i'd be good for the community and him and then the city planner comes in city planner before i could sit down before he even sat down he just leans on the table both hands it's like look we both have one white whale for this city mine is a microbrewery a real microbrewery because we have granite city Mm -hmm. um he's like we're gonna do everything you can that we can do to get you here and he just rolls out the, the a map of the city he's like you can go here 
here, and of course, I'm doing great radio where, or podcasting where I'm circling. On <laughs> circling on the <laughs> same, right? That's all right. But he's circling spots on the map where I could go easily, and I'm just like I close my laptop. I'm like, okay, don't need to see <laughs> yeah. this. I'm like, so I'm good. He's like, yeah. He goes, well, you're totally good. Just tell us what you want to do. And they've been nothing but accommodating to me. That's awesome. Um, it they were very tedious in like the planning, like so the, you know, me being naive, never opening anything or doing anything beyond sitting behind a computer uh, for work. I didn't know, I, or I knew, but I didn't know I needed, like, architectural plans. Like, I thought I could just roll in the space, go, yeah, I'm putting the pots over there, putting the bar there. So getting the plan review, that was the most tedious part about this. That took about four months. Wow. So part of that was trying to find an architect that I could afford because architects are somewhat expensive. Yeah. Um, so I ended up partnering out of somebody who went through uh, one of the um, – I don't know what to call it, but so Detroit has like these grant programs mm-hmm. for young entrepreneurs, and he had he wanted to do um, architecture on his own. So I found him through again another channel of who I know networking, um, which sounds even silly for me to say that yeah I'm a networker because I'm not. But I ended up finding this guy, and he got me at a budget that I could afford, and we went through what I wanted to do here. He drew up the plans and took about two or three revisions but once we got the plans reviewed and, and approved um it was just systematic at that point if i stuck to the plans the inspections all went very smoothly yeah. a couple things here and there i mean that you don't expect um like i had to have plugs in front of the windows and again great podcasting where i'm pointing but i didn't realize i had to have plugs in the ceiling by the windows well mm-hmm. that's only because if i want to put an open sign uh, electric <laughs> open sign Right. Uh, it needs to have a plug that is ceiling level and not floor level. Okay. Didn't know that. I mean, how do you know this, these yeah. things, right? Right. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, that came after the inspection because, again, you know, not everybody talks to everybody in government. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. Oh, they really so, do not. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you find these things out on, you know, as you go through it. But um, that was the hardest part was getting the plan review. And then it's aside from being shut down because of COVID. But once that happened, it was really just, okay, plumbers come in, they do their work, that got inspected. Then I could start framing out. The electricians came in, did that work, that was inspected and approved. Then I could seal things up, and it just all happened in line. So the build-out went pretty easy. It was just everything before the build-out that was a little tedious. And now it's like, go, go, go. Yeah, now it's like, oh, shit, (laughs) i got to make beer. How am I going to do this? Because I'm the only one that in this little business that knows how to make the beer, and also run the house and count money and things like that. But <laughs> I'm learning to delegate. It's tough because it's, this has been my idea and dream, you know, for many years. So it's been in my head. And when you do that, and it's hard to kind of like push it out of your head and explain it to somebody. And yes. like if they don't get it, you're just like, why don't you? Understandable. Yeah, hundred percent. Especially when you care about something so much. Like, you really do want your image to be communicated with that person as well as possible. And I'm not a huge image guy, but there is that because that's what people see. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, I guess I am a businessman and I want people to come back. And there's they have to have a reason to come back. Whether it's me, you know, dancing to Taylor Swift like I did last night for some reason. We'll (laughs) discuss that later. I would come back for that. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with Taylor Swift. Big Taylor Swift fan here. 
Yeah, well, tangent again, because I will. Um, <laughs> the other thing I've found is that I just can't play iTunes. Uh, you have to have it Your through business. a licensing. Yeah. yeah. So I have this app called Rockbot, which is great. It covers me on all those angles, so I don't have to pay the licensing fees. And But you can only set up play. You have It's like Pandora in a way where it's like, play me anything Deftones. And they'll play you any band that's like Deftones. Right. So it's a channel, but you can only play that channel for two hours. And then you have to switch it. And then you have to queue up another channel, but you can't go like one, two, three. It's like when that 120 minutes is up, it just defaults to whatever. So it was like random pop. And every night I've had it on, it's like all of a sudden I'm like, Christine Aguilera. What's (laughs) going on? And then I'm like, okay, this is cool. So like, and there's yeah. there was a um, a couple in here, and she's like, oh, this is a great song. It was Taylor Swift. I'm like, oh no, come on, please. Not that I'm a music snob or anything. And actually, out of all the pop, Taylor Swift is probably one of the better ones that I can handle. And it's partially because I have a daughter who like loves everything she does. <laughs> but um, but I'm like, okay, you're gonna make me do this. So I put Slayer playlist, and then it was just like all Slayer for like an hour, and I'm just like, yeah. This is good. I'm all right now. This kind of balances everything. Yeah. It's like, okay, we went from, you know, I think I had uh, Tool. So it was like all those like kind of prog rocky type mm. bands. Right. Which, yeah, it's good background music. It's like nine minute songs and it's like goes off on weird tangents. And, <laughs> yeah. But then all of a sudden Taylor Swift and Christina Aguilera and like bands I've never heard of that are, I guess, emerging boy bands. I don't know. And it just like something clicked in my like, shake it off. What is going on in my brewery? <laughs> it's a definitely danceable yeah, song. Right, right. And then I have to kind of like, okay, bring it back to center here, which is Slayer, which makes no sense for anybody but me. Well, so. I, mean, like, I had a teenage daughter. She, uh, she used to love Taylor Swift. So I used to have to buy all the Taylor Swift music. Sure. So my iTunes is loaded. loaded. Oh, yeah. yeah. With, yeah. I get that With joy T-Swift. all the time. And now she no longer likes Taylor Swift. But She's you still moved get it. on. You still get the occasion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it's fun. <laughs> Try that with like marshmallow because my boys are into oh, like EMD or EMD oh. electric dance yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. EDM. 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 Thank yeah. You. Um, and so it's like marshmallow, marshmallow and uh, dead mouse. Which yeah. I dig <laughs> it all. Dead mouse. I dig it all, but it's not. I don't need like that all the time. Did. <laughs> Were they into the concert? I think it was Marshmallow. He did it in Fortnite? Yes. Was oh. that a big event for them? Yeah. That was an all-nighter for them. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous that I know that. <laughs> and I I'm know, impressed. I, well, okay, here's, like, a secret time. I'm, like, a huge <laughs> video game nerd. Okay. So uh, Fortnite just announced or came out with the uh, Marvel Avengers yep. season. So I bought it. I play. I've been playing it a lot. And, well, Fortnite's uh, not cool anymore. You realize that, right? It's still Wait, cool. Fortnite's not cool anymore. That's what's, what my boys tell me. They're back playing the, Minecraft. Like, how is oh, Minecraft? Minecraft is coming back. So I don't think it ever left. It, no, it didn't. Right. But this has got nothing to do with beer. But <laughs> that's fine. We, we can ramble. ramble. That's fine. So, so my boys are. They're. I'm just gonna say it, they're nerds. Like. So they learn how to set up their own Minecraft server for their friends, and they oh, got yeah. it running in my house, which sounds cool, but it's like a little bit like um, back when you were mining for Bitcoin. Like, so this thing just sucks all the energy in the world on it. It's hot as hell in their little room that they have it in. 
So you put two 14-year-old boys in with a computer that's drawing all this CPU, and it's just a stench that... Only imagine how bad that oh, thing. Oh. <laughs> you, you mix in Funyuns and Mountain Dew. It's the worst thing in the world. You're going to have to rip up the carpet in that yeah. room when they're well, done. I just defog it with Lysol. Yeah. <laughs> you need to have your kids come in and set up the eSports league. Yeah, that's well, no, talking about. yeah, that's that's something. They're when I mentioned that, their eyes went whoop, and I'm like, all right, if you run and run it, I'll definitely. And spoke to a couple of dads who are like, and the moms are like, yeah, we'll just sit at the bar, just yeah. make sure we have some kind of food. I'm like, I can't, I can do that. <laughs> so, that should be fun. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that we want to do. Um, again, something different. I mean, I'm recognizing that the esports is going to be big. You know, being a family man, you know, I, I get very little time with the boys being, or my kids being here most of the time. So uh, even if it's a, three hours on a Sunday with them and their friends just being acting silly with games in here, at least I'm with them. And yeah, I think that's something fun. that's like 10 years from now we'll draw back on and like, remember when I had that little brewery? You guys would come in here and play, you know, whatever, Smash Brothers and yeah. get crazy and their Switches, but... Yeah, I think the idea of doing little tournaments in here yeah. for the kids, I mean, that's that's a pretty cool idea. Smash yeah. Brothers is big. Uh, was the, the, uh, the race ball? I think it's uh, Rocket League. Rocket League, that's what yeah. it was. Race ball. Yeah. Race, was like, race yeah, ball. Yeah, I was like, ball. race ball. I don't know. Rocket League, I was Rocket, close. Yeah, you were, I, mean, I got. There I, might be a race ball out there. Way closer than I thought it would it be. It makes <laughs> sense now that we're saying Rocket League and yeah. race ball. It's like car, ra- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I knew I had a ball, and I knew I had a cars, and race ball connected to me. So I that, love race ball. Yeah, race ball is <laughs> a billion, not race ball. billion dollar right. idea. I'm gonna have to call them. <laughs> um, so one thing I always love is uh, merch. A brewery has yeah, and a couple things stuck out to me was like the felt shirt you guys do. Mm-hmm. It's like made out of felt. No, no, I wish. Christ oh, I, thank okay. you for that. I should do that shit. No, it's just felt green. Oh, it's felt green. Yeah. I was thinking it was made out of felt. That's a great <laughs> like, idea. That is the texture I need on my body oh my right God. I was thinking, like, I can't be comfortable, but maybe maybe underneath it it is. If you like, do a reverse, so, like, the soft side. It's like, real yeah. soft felt. Like, silk on the inside, felt on the outside. Okay. Okay? Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right, no, well, no, it, I'll yeah, give you attribution when that actually comes to life. No, it's just felt green. It's felt green? <laughs> yeah. I was going to buy it if it was felt. Oh. Uh, no. It. Sure. It's felt. It was felt. It was felt. It's as felt as a t- t-shirt can be. How about that? <laughs> no. That's, that's funny because I was looking at it on your webpage, and I was like, it actually looks like felt. Like, yeah. That looks like a pool table it was shirt. Like Blackjack table. Keep Black it within Jack. the theme. I guess you yeah. can gamble in pool. Yeah. I never was good at pool. I could never play Yeah, I can't no. play pool. And I have, like, I tested out of geometry it com- coming into high school. So, like, I went right into trig. Okay. So I never had geometry, but, like, my father was an architect and taught at, like, Lawrence Tech, which is a big architectural school in this area. So, like, I get angles, but I get into the pool table. I'm like, all right, hit this way, bank, hit that ball, and it's perfect. That's what it should do it. Doesn't ever. <laughs> really good at Tetris, though. You can crush Tetris. Tetris, do Tetris League. They've got a. Uh, I know. Well, that's, Tetris ninety nine. It's all. It's oh, new. Yeah. Right? You get paid yeah. to play it now. I hear like nine p.m. You can like make money every uh, night. I'm sure if you're streaming Tetris, on Twitch, you can. Tetris Prime Time or something. Jeez. 
I don't know, but all of a sudden my kid's PayPal accounts like it has eighty dollars in it. I don't know how, so I'm well. hoping it's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dad, I have a Twitch stream. I'm like, what is that? I'm really hoping it's that. <laughs> I'm hoping it's. Just hey, I, I'm I'm just happy to hear that your kid has positive amount of money in their PayPal account. Yeah. like that's. Un- I, don't even know I didn't PayPal. have any money when I was that age. Doesn't Discord do something? I I don't think Discord does. I don't know because I don't use Discord, but uh, I've. I've thought about doing tit, Twitch. What? Titch. Twitch. But uh, I, I feel like I'm too old. <laughs> is it a young person's thing? No, it's... I have friends who are like in their 30s that are on yeah, Twitch. Yeah, in my 30s. That's fine. Okay. I feel I'm like you're over in... over my 30s. You're in your 20s and you're I'm a young adult, but as soon as you hit 30, you're like, yeah, you're all, you can do all the same shit. You're not limited, you know. Technology's not know. limited once you're above 30. I don't know. I don't know any of it. I feel like I'm the old man now. No. Like, oh, you kids these days. I don't girl. know jack shit about video game systems, so I'm sitting here like I'm the young person. I know this stuff. I'm like, well, no, I don't. I'm the, I'm the smart one for a minute here. Yeah. Yeah. I know all about the video games. <laughs> We've switched Found the dynamics. You don't know. So just keep talking. Maybe you need to do a video game podcast. Try. Try to do a video game podcast. Too saturated. It's very saturated. Yeah, I would imagine. Um, and it didn't work out. Well, and but. Beer's might, okay. I might go back to it, but I definitely like beer better. Yeah. This is more oh, fun. Oh, yeah. Beer's way more fun. Beer-themed games? Uh, we should just make one. How about that There's billion the dollar fork, idea? Forkula, uh, the forklift simulator. That's kind of beer-themed-ish. <laughs> I don't know why there's not like a beer pong game. I'm sure there is. There's I'm gotta sure. Be okay, I wouldn't listen. be surprised if Tabletop Simulator has something like beer pong on it. I, if we pool some money and we make a game, uh-huh. let's, re- let's release a beer pong game. Yeah, Jeff, I feel like you're probably capable of that. I could do it. I read something about your secret beer. You've got a secret beer app. Yeah, in the works. yeah. So it's yeah. top secret though, right? Yeah, secret oh, time. Sorry, I oh, mentioned it. Are you Kirshner? Bert Kreischer? Yeah, he's my spirit gun. I think he's coming to Toledo. Yeah, hot summer nights. October twenty-first. Are you going? It's just chance. Strong chance that I'll go. It's a Wednesday night. Day after my anniversary, so uh, let's talk after the podcast. Yeah. We might we might work something out. Right. I want to go. I'll keep my shirt on at least. I won't. Oh, that's fine. My son no went to one of his shows in San Diego. No, he went to LA to see him, and I've got a picture of him with Bert, and he took his shirt off. Bert kept his shirt on. That's strange, but I, it was weird. <laughs> it's also a nineteen-year-old kid. Right. I mean, they're just letting him in the bar, like right. No, um, yeah, we went to, to Windsor to see, before COVID, uh, Tom Segura, who's another, mm. the same vibe of comedian, oh. and that was awesome, and it was just jam-packed, and I waited and waited and waited and waited and waited and waited and waited, never came out, so uh, yeah, he doesn't, Tom Segura. He doesn't do, uh, what are they called, uh, meetups, yeah. crowd, crowd stuff? Bert yeah. does. Yeah. Bert announces, hey, I'm going down to this bar come down yeah and then he fills the bar with 600 people and he pays the staff like extra he's like sorry <laughs> we just swamped <laughs> just you, swamped you. <laughs> <laughs> all right um i can go i can go off on a tan- tangent on bert and tom do you listen to any other podcasts no i don't and i, I hate myself well, for that. you should listen to two bears one cave it'll change your life Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Bert and Tom. I, I could see how that would change my life. Uh, there's episodes where Bert, you know how he gets giggly? Yeah. And he just, like, can't stop giggling? He's falling down out of his seat, sober, giggling. 
The fact that you said sober surprises me. So, yeah. <laughs> well, it's amazing. Huge Burt Kreischer fan. I've actually DM'd him. We've talked oh, really? on Twitter. I, f- I feel like we're friends yeah. now. <laughs> right. We're like best friends. Skip you through the fields, um, hand in hand. Yeah. But that stopped right away when he realized that I couldn't really come through with what I was promising. Oh. But... <laughs> Uh, now I'm really intrigued what you were promising. Right? Um, he wanted a a bottle opener All right. to sell on his website. And at the time, I worked at a machine shop. Gotcha. And I was drawing one up in AutoCAD. And it kind of stalled out, and it just didn't go anywhere. So Okay. That's that way, way less fun than my yeah, brain was imagining. I don't know about yeah, you. I, I wasn't like cyber stalking you, you had me almost up until it didn't work. Like I mean bottle opener, okay, and I'm thinking, what is he gonna go do with this bottle opener? Like I'm like, <laughs> no, he follow up to this. He thing. really wanted it honestly, it's just a cog mm. for the machine. I mean no. and that's all it was gonna the say machine. was the machine. Do you know who we're talking about at all? No. Alright. That's all right. It's, you probably would hate him. Yeah. He's kind of like this frat boy. I mean, I can do frat boy. You haven't lost me yet. Did you see the movie Van Wilder? Yeah. That's his life story. That's his life story. Yeah. 100% right. they bought the rights to oh, his really? story, and yeah. that's his story. Oh, okay. He got nothing out of that. Holy um, shit. Other than that's his... I, and then yeah. Kinda, yeah. Because he was... He wasn't connected to the production at all. But, and no, then, but didn't he host, like, a game show or something? Like, he was... He's ho- well, he's done a couple of shows. He was something before he was this comedian. Yes. He did Herbert uh-huh. on FX, where he would do different jobs. Okay. And he would get hurt. He, like, was <laughs> dominated by a dominatrix. He would, did, a, like, a bullfighting thing. He yeah, wrestled a bear. <laughs> Get into that. Um, I watched Jackass. He did single um, man Jackass. Yeah, it sounds better much. than Jackass. His uh, the roller coaster show that was great. Birth the Conqueror. That was really good. The, he <laughs> actually came to Muskegon, Michigan, to go to Michigan's Adventure. Oh my gosh! Which is like five minutes from my house. Right. He didn't stop by. I'm not sure why. <laughs> I mean, I, I would have gave him a beer. Right. Like Tito's and. Tito's and soda. Tito's guy. You only yeah. wanted your cog. And you yeah. couldn't deliver. I couldn't deliver. The um, the wild ones. The the, the YouTube channel with the the wing. Oh, uh, hot ones. Hot ones. Yes. I'm the worst. His thing. episode. <laughs> very good. Very good. He's got a new game show, coming out. A new okay. show. It's called uh, Go Big. It's got Snoop Dogg on it as like a judge. It's like an America, America's Got Talent type show. Hmm. Um, Snoop Dogg, Rosario Dawson, and then two people I don't know because huh. I'm old. I mean, you got Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Snoop Dogg's awesome. <laughs> I was gonna say, and then, that's reason enough to watch. Something. And then Bert's like hosting it, and it's just kind of over the top stuff. Yeah. Well. So. Anyways. Anyway, I don't know why we're promoting Burt Kreischer, <laughs> his million-dollar comedian. Well, I mean, you said se- we went to secret. Secret time. And I said secret. As soon as you said the first time, oh, okay, we got something here. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, I throw that out. I don't want to just steal it because it's no. his. But yeah, I, I like uh, you know just between us girls. Like I say that just between <laughs> us girls. That's a Letter Kenny thing too. Yep. I don't watch Letter Kenny. You should watch Letter Kenny. It's should. on Cartoon Network. No. no. Well, they have a it's on Hulu. Little Kenny, I think, which yeah. is on Cartoon Network. 
Like they did a cartoon version. I don't have time for this. I play too many games. That's fine. No. I work 14-hour days. Excuse me. I have a hobby for You'll be bored. You'll be bored one night, and you'll remember, "Mm, Letter Kenny. I'm behind on Vikings. I'm behind on Lucifer. (laughs) I mean, I just got caught up on the boys. So... (laughs) Yeah, I watched two episodes of The Boys. I'm like, yeah. Mm. So I was doing Umbrella Factory, or, yeah, Umbrella um, Academy. Umbrella Academy. The Boys is better. I'm the worst at names. Like, I, I'm, I get part of it correct. Like, we already witnessed it. It was Fireball or, no. Raceball. 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 <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Anyways. So you you watched the first two episodes of The Boys, and you yes. didn't get into it? Didn't get into it because I was watching Umbrella Academy at the same time. Yeah, I'm like, did the same thing. The boys. I know. Nope, The Boys is better. The Umbrella Academy is really good. Uh-huh. The boys is the best. That's what I hear. I, my my friends are all like, you got to watch that show. And I'm like, I barely have time to. Yeah, like, how do you have time? I mean, you're I don't. spending like 20 hours a day here. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. When you prop the laptop up and just have it running in the corner, you're like, I'm not watching this at right. all, but yeah. it's playing. Right. And so, like, right now, I'm like a huge Lions fan. And, like, for me not to be. I well, catch they're, it. I, they're winning. They're winning. I know. I'm shocked. And I'm going to change it. So it's all going to go shit right now. But. For me, not sitting here watching the game, and even if like we didn't do this little podcast thing, I would be in the brew house doing stuff anyways. Right. And because I'm, I have a problem where I do like eight projects at once. I haven't yet to hook up the sound to the TV. So <laughs> there's no audio. There's no audio. It's just it's TV just feed. It's just, yeah. <laughs> and because it's a fire stick, it's like the TV is like doing this weird thing where it's like, hey, I need audio, and it's not the fire stick, but you got me plugged in as audio. It doesn't like I can't turn up. Okay. Yeah, you so, just need a sound bar. I got it there. Of... It's on the floor. You can, oh. it's, I got as far as plugging <laughs> in and mounting the bracket. <laughs> One step at a time. ADHD. No, it gives you, yeah, huge ADHD. All right, back to the app. Yes. Yeah, because yes. that's where it gets wow. right. we I'm glad you remembered that. I forgot I asked about tangent. that question. All right. So, yeah, I have uh, this concept to where um, – it's, it's almost like untapped in a way, but it's more positioned towards a single facility as opposed to every brewery, brewery mm-hmm. and brewery, beer in the world um, to where uh, it's going to do a couple things. So one, it's going to like rate my beers, which I probably will integrate just with untapped to kind of pull from their, I'm going to nerd out a little bit, pull their APIs into the app so I don't have to do that twice. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but the other thing I want to do is like do race, recipe builders. So allow the guests that come in here, scan, download the app, um, build a recipe, and then kind of like thumbs up, thumbs down, like almost a Reddit thing to where every month the highest rated recipe gets made and it goes back to that whole giving back to the community and let that recipe, you know, be the the feel-good tap or something like that. That's super cool. So that and also have the ability to kind of – because eventually, and it's, I'm, I'm pointing again, um, I have a wall over there that is a chalkboard wall where I'm writing my beer list on it right now. Um, you can see the stark difference. The, the cool-looking ones is my sister who did it, and the bad-looking <laughs> ones are is my horrible attempt to pretend I'm you know, 14 again and I was in my art class. But uh, <laughs> my sister's an amazing artist. Um, but I'm going to do digital boards, um, and I'm going to have tilts which is uh, a bluetooth hydrometer which sits in the beer and it emits signals uh these the gravity of the beer the temperature of the beer um so as a beer is fermenting that's going to shoot onto one monitor and it'll also go into the app 
so oh. people always know what's coming up. Um, so I just want to do some things like that to, to kind of bring the brewing experience more to the guests because it always seems like it's behind the curtain. Like, you know, there's yep. Oz back there making his shit. I don't want that. Like, I the reason why I have this open area here is because I, eventually, when I'm not having to do everything here, I'm going to be back there brewing while we're open because I want to promote that interactivity. I want people to ask me questions like, what are you brewing now? What, why are you doing this? And if someone wants to come back there, I can kind of get them back there, I think, not legally, maybe, I don't know. Um, but <laughs> if they want to poke their head back there, ask me some questions, I want that kind of discussion because, mm-hmm. you know, at my heart, I'm, a, I'm an enthusiast. Like, I love beer, um, which sounds silly to say. But when I go to a brewery, I want to know what's going on. Um, and that's because I'm a home brewer. That's because I, I like different profiles of beer. I want to know the story behind the beer, the intent of the beer. And I think I'm not alone in that. Like, and I think that's kind of what, um, when I go and have a, a brewery experience, it's like a, I'm lacking that little piece. Mm-hmm. So I want to at least try to promote that a little bit and make it a different experience. That sounds like a really cool idea. That's like super, super high cool tech. Idea. Yeah. 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 And you don't get that. That is super novel. Because you don't walk in and get that bit of information. Well, Here's the actual uh, gravity my beer is at currently in this yeah. tank. And, and the, some people just gloss over and, like, their eyes will roll back in their head and be like, I don't even know what that means. But, mm-hmm. the, you know, the two or three that, like, know it and want to, they're going to tell their other friend who's a brewer and say, yeah, I went to this little place in Troy. It's, you know, maybe 1,500 square feet that sometimes has six taps open, you know, and you got to see everything that they're doing. I think that's a really cool thing. Um, yeah, that was one thing I wanted to touch on was your open source yeah. plan. So, again, going back to my tech background, yeah. um, in the tech community, when you're writing code, it's called you have this ability to do open source code, yep. meaning anybody can use it, anybody can do anything sure. to it. Um, and because I have that background, I kind of wanted to promote that into the brewery, and I have a lot of backgrounds. But because of my <laughs> culinary background, the open kitchen concept, yeah. Is also what I think is cool. So I tried to, I'm trying to meld those two things. Yeah. So all my recipes are up on Brewer's Friend. I you, when I post it on my website, if I remember to do it, because I'm the only one who's doing mm-hmm. it, I tend to add links to that so anybody can go get my recipes. I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's simple. I mean, it's it's water, it's malt, it's hops, it's yeast. I'm not doing anything I don't think extraordinary with them. Um, so why do I care if someone has my recipe? It's like the the exact opposite of a lot of places. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck those places in a way, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm of that belief too. Like nobody's ever going to be able to replicate my beer. You can right. have my recipe. You can know exactly when I add my hops, exactly what yeast I use, exactly fermentation temps. Like, right. it's never going to give be the you same. all that, but you'll never make the same beer I right. made because yeah, you'll but... never have the exact same product. Like if I tell you I use Munich malt. There's, Whose Munich malt did right, I use and right. what Lovabond? Like, right. I mean, yes, my records are a little <laughs> better than that, but right. still, like, in general, yeah, if you're... The water profile. Your water profile is yeah, huge. Mean, I'm fortunate to where Troy, Berkeley, Royal Oak, like, the cities here, we all, it's decent water. Like, I don't have to treat my water that much. I mm. still do things based upon the beer. Right. Because you want a softer beer for the New England IPAs and the lagers, and you want a little bit of a crisper, drier beer for the other... You know, I still do things, but it's, again... It's not that different from anybody else who's brewing. Mm. So, and there happens to be what? How many breweries in Michigan right now? So two hundred. Yeah, too many. And <laughs> I mean, 
it's a it's a from what I've from what my experience it's an open community. Like I could call up seven brewers in this area at any given minute and ask them, hey, that you know that pilsner you made, how do you do that? And they're more than happy to tell me. Yeah. But then they're like, well, don't tell anybody. Right. Like, oh. <laughs> I mean, that's cool, but okay. So I'll take that recipe and I'll tweak some things and I'll tell people that. Yeah. You know, I mean, because of who I am, like my. My Czech Pilsner is not really a Czech Pilsner because I use a different yeast. I don't use a Czech, Czech yeast, mm. you know, a Bavarian or Bohemian yeast. I use a, a different yeast. I can't remember what it is right now. I think it's just an American lager yeast. Mm. Um, W3470? No, I don't use that. <laughs> I haven't used that because I don't use dry yeast. Oh, okay. You're this all is the slurries. point where I'm well, lost. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm all slurries because I can... Because of my size, I only need to add four to five, four to six true, of them. True. So right. <laughs> I don't need a 550 late. gram brick of 3470. Yep. Nope. <laughs> I I have some dry yeast back there because it does economically make sense to use mm-hmm. it because it's three dollars a pitch versus you know seven dollars for the liquid. So yeah. over time. But then if you're looking at storage quality, like that right. type of stuff, yeah, right. long run, you don't want a big old brick of yeast right. just having to open it over and over. Right. Possibilities for infection. Infection, it just doesn't get fresh. I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might not start. Right. I've had that happen before, an old packet of yeast back home brewing, and I'd used half of it, and then I was yeah. like, let's see. Didn't fire a thing. Don't know what oh. happened. So. Yeah. We just, his eyes. Yeah. Our eyes we had a moment there. <laughs> you guys no, really like, connected. I, yeah, I get that though. The the openness and, and we are open. Yeah. yeah. Like, as you said, like the brewing community here in Michigan is so good. Like, yeah, you ask somebody, if you hit me up tomorrow and was like, hey, uh, I heard you're doing an Oktoberfest. Like, what hops are you using and like mm. what percentage at what times? And I'd be like, oh, here you go. Like, right. I'm really not going to hide that. Um, but yeah, because it is so different. Like you will make a beer here that I'm not going to be able to make over on the other side right. of the state because of our water profile differences. Yeah, and I think likely. that's the core. Like the, the water is so different in each space, and I think because that's what 95% of the ingredients is the mm-hmm. water. You know, it's your a beer from here to there is going to be completely different. I I laugh, not laugh, I guess, but my one of my first loves craft beer wise was Fat Tire, and okay. I di- I discovered that in California. Once I got here, they didn't have fat tire, but it started to come in. It was a different fat tire because really? it's made in a production facility oh. on this side of the Mississippi mm-hmm. because uh. of logistic, logistics and stuff. So right. it's just a different beer than I had in California because I was getting it, you know, a day away versus, you know, making it in a different plant with different water, different types of grain that they procured locally because it's cheaper. Sure. So um, that kind of always stuck in the back of my head, like, you know, beers can be different based upon where they're where they're brewed. Mm-hmm. So it's the whole pizza thing. The, you know, New York style pizza. If I make a New York style pizza here, it's still not the same as it is in New York. Absolutely, it's still delicious because pizza is great. <laughs> pizza, yeah. it's like right. beer exactly. Yeah. Still delicious because it's beer. Uh, tell us a little bit about your mug club because I those mugs are sick. Yeah, <laughs> like in the good way. They're made by uh, at Skylar the Potter. Yeah. He's up in okay. Traverse City. Right. Um, he's just amazing. Like, the stuff he puts out is high quality, and it's all unique. Um, my mugs, so I have two levels. I have a lifetime membership, um, and then I have an annual membership. So the lifetime is sold out. I only did 50 of those. Part Kickstarter and part kind of funding me through this thing. 
Um, the annuals, I'm open until open with them until the end of the month. Um, so every year for um, the annual mug club members, I mean, you get the typical stuff you get, you know, right. 10% off merch, you know, free birthday beers up to two around your birthday. Birthday um, beers. Yeah. Um, they Speaking of birthdays. Whose birthday? It's Kieran's birthday. It's birthday. Today? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, you got a flight in front of you. I know, I know. <laughs> I've been itching to get to it eventually. Um, yeah, so I mean, the, the typical benefits of that, but at the end of the year, um, you get to take the mug home with you. So the yeah. mugs stay here. Um, and then we're going to do a whole nother round of it, but it's going to be a completely different mug. Sure. Um, and Skyler is amazing. So he's, he's such a great artist. Um, he's one of the guys that I met through the chain of brewers that I've kind of associated myself with. Um, and I'm very fortunate that he's part of the Loaded Dice family. It's in, we, I never met him and I like only reached out through him like Instagram. I'm like, Hey, I know Andy, the starving artist. Can you make me mugs? He's like, yeah, sure. No problem. So he made, like, he sent me a prototype, still never met him. Sent me the first prototype for the, uh, for the lifetime membership. And uh, very cool. I'm like, okay, let's roll with that. And they have the old logo because I redid the logo because I was, mm-hmm. you know, constantly tweaking, tweaking things. But I finally met him, met him when I picked up the, fifth, the all the 50 up in Traverse City. We met, we actually met at Shorts okay. up in Bel Air. And we literally sat there for like three hours. And he's like, oh, you should get the mugs. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when I'm drunk. Turn around and head back down state. And you're like, wait, I forget things. <laughs> so, That's awesome. So I roll out and he's got like this kind of beat up old pickup. And he's just like, he's just like a man of the earth, kind of hippie kind of guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he lived in Hawaii for a little bit. He's just like super chill and cool. Um, but so every time it's like, I think I order the mugs just because I want to hang out with him. So. He sounds like a cool guy. He is. He's, he's super great. Have you been following him on Instagram? Because he uh, yeah. kind of does the same thing. Like, he's got constant videos going on of everything he makes. Um, he makes these really cool pipes that are amazing. They're all kind of different shapes and stuff. Um, but he's, you know, one of, the, one of the big things that when I decided to do the annuals, because I was just going to do the Founding 50 and be done with them, mm-hmm. um, when COVID hit, he was just – because his whole – year is made off of art shows and yeah. you know doing trade shows and things like that and that all shut down so i'm like well i'll spike you what can i do to yeah help? so yeah. then that was really the driving the driver behind it because you know i guess i'm kind of an artist in a way and you know i felt like the pain that he had like he wasn't going to make any money or as much money as he thought he would yeah because that's, that's his life and you know so i wanted to help him by helping me in a way yep um so that's one of the things that we try to do on the podcast is promote local breweries, local artists, and I, the stuff that Skylar puts out are just awesome. Yeah. I've got one of his mugs that I bought at Starving Artist, and they just put out another one right. that I'm picking up. Um, Mine's still there. I've, <laughs> I've given Andy so much money, it's ridiculous. My wife won't let me take my debit card up to Ludington <laughs> anymore. Did you, you a little do, change purse and that's what your allotment is. Did you do the, any of the barrel shares that he did? No. I am so stealing that. Do, do you know what, have you heard this? Yeah. yeah I'm stealing oh, yeah. that idea. That was phenomenal. Expound on that. Okay. So what he, what Andy did up at Starving Artist, plug for Andy. Peace. Love you, boy. Um, <laughs> I he do did, know this, but. Okay. 
So he did, did this barrel share program, which was, again, another genius move that he came up with. So he brewed six beers, put them in a barrel, and everybody, you could buy a share of that barrel. Yeah. So you get 10 to 12 bottles out of that barrel. Um, he sold, I think, like, I think there were anywhere from 85 to $115 a share. And he sold out in six hours. And he's going to have a little bit of a party once they're all ready to go. Everybody gets comes in. You get a stave from the barrel. You get your, your beer. You get a, He mm-hmm. sent out certificates. And it's an amazing thing because he generates so much revenue without producing beer. Without, yeah, without doing anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and it, it, great for him. I mean, his everything he's putting in that brewery is, is his own sweat. And, like, that helped him get him through this time and be able to do some things. And But it's just such a genius idea. Yeah, I think it's amazing. That's cool. Like, yeah, people want that, you know, the bourbon feel. You can go and buy into your bourbon barrels and take it back, and people love that. And that club's been around for a long time, but Mm. it hasn't been applied to beer that way. So doing that when people are already so familiar with it, you're going to pull a crowd. Yeah, and and I I think, you know, with what he's doing up there, and this is turning into the Andy and Skyler podcast, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell Um, you have much love for those guys. Uh, I mean, what he's doing up there, he, like, he has an experience up there, you know, and he, that has happened organically. Yeah. I mean, it helps that he's, like, just a phenomenal guy, and you go in there, and it's, like, a, an experience unlike any brewery that you've ever had. You know, we, before we, you know, turn the light on here, I mean, you go in there, it's, like, Nordic death metal playing, and you're, like, what the <laughs> is that? My Wellington's crazy. <laughs> what, what did he play me one time? It was, like, um... It was all ballads done in satanic speed metal lyrics. Oh like, they would take... And I don't even know how he finds this stuff. But <laughs> it was, like, some obscure Norwegian band that would take U.S. pop ballad songs, reword it, play the same melody, but new lyrics, but in speed metal. So okay. everything was, like, a minute and a half. It's <laughs> awesome. And I'm like, I guess it kind of works. <laughs> but he's like, oh, you got to listen to it. This is great. So... I'm helping him brew. We're eating his beer, sausage, and cheese, which is his thing. That's what his staple is when when he's brewing and listening to this. And there's just beer flying everywhere. And it's, I don't know. I I feel bad because when you go up there, because I tell all my friends who head that way, you got to hit this place. And now it's just not the same thing that I witnessed and experienced because, you know, he shut down. Yeah. Yeah. And it's at his house. So I don't blame him. Yeah. Yeah. So. We'll get back to it. We'll make it through the yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, tough sure. time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure he's going to hear this, maybe, and maybe, probably like cream in his jeans. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving Andy some props this episode. <laughs> wow, um, that's weird. That and went there. I know. Well, yeah. It's your sultry tone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm all about that collectability. Mm. Like that's my background. Is I'm obsessively compulsive about collecting. Okay. So when I saw last week you joined the Tagabrew family, I was like, oh yeah, definitely hitting up. Yep. <laughs> I'm going there this weekend. Oh jeez. We and have I'm some. Like, I'm like, I gotta get one. I mean, we we are running a little low, um, and I'm in a little bit of a panic because if you are a Tagabrew and you know Deb, she is. Um, relentless to making sure that the breweries have stock. Yeah. So it's a good panic. I just think it's funny because the, the Tega Brew community is just batty to me. Like, 
It's blown up. I don't, I don't quite understand it. It's somebody was in here the other day, and there's like it's like Pandora with beer charms. I'm like, yeah. okay, that guess cool. <laughs> it's weird. I have two. I have to get them. <laughs> Every brewery I go to, I'm yeah. like, do you guys have Tagover? I forget now. Like I, we were in Lyington last week, and I got a Lyington Bay one, and I'm like, well, now I gotta go to James Park and get one, right? <laughs> and do I count my own? It's like now I'm conflicted. You what, have what to do? count your own. Yeah, I feel like if you don't have your own, but you've got everybody else's, what are you doing? Yeah, I went to a, a brewery in Grand Haven, and they didn't have it. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, so I've, I I've mean, heard I've, on this side of the of the bar, I guess, like I've heard mixed things about it. Like you either love Taker Brewers or you hate Taker Brewers. Yeah. What happens sometimes, I guess, and I have yet to see it, like they come in and they'll just buy the Taker Brewers. Um, which that's, that's not part. Which of it. I don't that's, think the community is like that. Like yeah. that's the no. one person. You know, like, I'm sure there's one in yeah. every group of people everywhere in every organization that does stuff like that. Yeah. But I mean, I've sold maybe two dozen so far, and everybody who's come in and gotten one has came in with a group of them, and you know they all bought one and they ended up buying a shirt and buying merch and buying a glass. Now they don't have any logo glasses anymore. Oh, no. Um, I was definitely getting a logo glass. I have a couple, but okay. I, it's like I don't want to, like, sell out. I'm sa- smuggling this out. Oh. <laughs> oh, my so Applebee's move, I just walk out <laughs> holding it. How do you think I got half my glasses? No. <laughs> you should look in my cupboards. Red Robin, oh. everywhere. So. Oh. But let's tangent a little bit because I think it's a funny story. So Perfect. Um, I'm the youngest of five, and my grandmother has always said whenever all of us got married, she had our silverware. Okay. So <laughs> for years and years and years, I'm like, cool. Like, that's something I'm going to tell my soon-to-be you know, partner or wife or whatever. I got silverware. <laughs> so she passed away before I was married. And um, my mom, for some reason, stuck in my head all this time. I'm like, hey, so Gigi said that she had my silverware. And my mom's like, she did? Um, well, we got boxes. So like, it, it actually was a box, like a cigar box down in our basement that we took from her house and it was labeled Jeff. And I opened it up and it was seriously like flatware from Hudson's Cafe and Ram's Horn (laughs) and shit like that. Where she would just like pocket purse right in there. I love that. And she built out. And I'm like, that is awesome. (laughs) I I like took that with me everywhere. I'm like, I had the cigar box. Heck yeah. (laughs) But yeah. You know, it's fun. That's phenomenal. Good on you, Grandma. Yeah. But I, I think I'm the only one she did that to, because I think my sister's got, like, legit flatware. You know, like, oh, she like, bought it maybe at an estate sale, but it's yeah. still all the same fancy yeah. stuff. <laughs> no, I, I think you got the better deal. Like, you could tell, like, a diner knife. I mean, a butter yeah. knife. You know what oh, that feels. Used. Yeah, this is definitely one of those. And they're, they don't match at all. That's kind of a cool idea. I might steal that. Yeah. <laughs> I got you, nice. When my son has kids, I, I got you. <laughs> Start start get, this week. Yeah, get even more weird with it. Get a label maker and actually oh, tell yeah. them exactly where you got the silverware from. Oh, oh, I should like engrave that. Yeah, oh, there you go. And be like, this was the Chili's on Twenty Eighth Street <laughs> on this date, this time. Waitress was kind of cute. Like your first engraving is gonna be really crappy because you don't know what <laughs> you're I don't doing. Know what I'm doing. And then like by the I end, I just have a Dremel and I'm doing it by hand. By the end, you're that guy with like those big glasses that's sitting over there. I've got a laser <laughs> engraver. Yeah. You're lucky you don't have silverware here. You'd be walking out with like a pocket full, just For like okay, sure. trial run, loaded. Sure. I, okay, messed up that word. Hang on. Oh, there's loaded two loaded dice. Oh. <laughs> 
Yep. It's uh, 3D. Did, but. I, don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I maybe bought a wood burner kit maybe. on Amazon <laughs> <laughs> to make this stuff, and I haven't used it yet yeah. much. I do that a lot. I have a box of Amazon returns. Every day. And no, yeah. I get a box every day from oh, Amazon. Oh, yeah, I'm sure I do. But I have returns that like are now six months past the return date. Oh, yeah. And I'm oh, just, oh, well, I'm never. I got a power of returns. <laughs> I just... I just live with them. I'm gonna pass them down to the kids. <laughs> It'd be like fossils, yeah. <laughs> 200 years from now. Why did this guy have all this stuff? <laughs> I'm not a hoarder. My wife won't let me <laughs> at all. She, my wife. This is what my wife does. Secret time. Yeah. She just boxes my stuff up and puts it downstairs. Mm. And then a month later, I'm like, I thought I had like this collectible mm-hmm. yeah it's downstairs it's in a box my wife does that same thing and then i just rebuy it i've done that <laughs> and she and she's like why are you buying that because I, I wanted it right I don't well, have you've that. got two right. of them already right i went through a tool phase for a little bit there tools as yeah. in tools tools T- yeah the, not not the uh, okay, band, the, band? The, the, okay. the like buying tools oh tools yeah okay really my and wife's then, all about me buying everything. tools but and I'm then not i good went at them. into <laughs> buying um we'll call them vintage but they're garage sale tools yeah you <laughs> get some deals 10 cents for a screwdriver i need that screwdriver for yeah. 10 cents i bought a screwdriver set i haven't even opened yet right i bought a socket set for one socket <laughs> you need, you need that three eight socket. Well, one time. You don't own a brewery though, so you could literally put just like a tool shed. Right. Like also, you can write all this off somewhere. now, can't you? I mean, well, no. Shaking head, yes. Right. No, no. <laughs> okay. I I once worked at a restaurant. It's no longer there. The owner bought a suburban. It was a brand new suburban. Mm. We're talking like nineteen ninety four. Big suburban with a plow on it, so he could plow out the driveway. It was all a write-off. Yep. So that's I wonder why that place isn't there anymore. <laughs> uh, he just got old. Oh. And his sons didn't want it. Gotcha. It was a falling down place. But it's been there since the twenties. Okay. So, it was uh, all of everything in the restaurant was grandfathered in. That's how oh, old geez. it was. He couldn't change anything on the line. It was all equipment from like the fifties. Otherwise, you had to recode everything. Yep. Yeah. It was <laughs> fun. That had to been something. It was entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> but enough about that. Okay. We have we a flight of beer sitting here. Okay. What do you want us to start with? So, because it's Saturday, the flights are limited. Um, yep. I'm at the end of my little run here with these kegs. So, the first one, let's go, which is the Hellas Lager. This one. Yep. Um, Atlas lager. Yep. So that is a traditional lager recipe, but I use um, a Kavik yeast. That, so it's kind of a pseudo lager. Um, I was trying to hit, because I knew the Kavik yeast, or Kavik, or Kvike, whatever you say it, um, tends to be a little bit fruitier. So I was trying to hit like a mouthfeel like apple juice and kind of that crispness. Um, but yeah. it, it does. It, yeah, and I get the fruity, like, that lager use has that slight, almost kind of maybe a pear, yeah. like, maybe some apple type of content. Yeah, and, and it does hit that kind of... I think of, the grassier, the strawness of, like, kind of plays off it a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
That's nice. I would not. It's nice and crisp. And even though we've let it sit for a little while, I know that I'm tasting much more in this than I would if I got it fresh off your tap. Right, right. So thinking back to what it would be like then, I wouldn't guess that this is anything other than just a standard lager. Yeah, and that went uh, grain to glass uh, about seven days. So I'm like, yeah, and I mean, I have to do those types of things to to keep up. Like, I use a lot of uh, the Kavikis stuff. this is Lutra by Omega, and okay. it's it's a isolated strand. God, this is fun. Holy <laughs> geeking out! This is like interesting. People yeah. dig this stuff. So it's a, it's an isolated strand of yeast off their horn Horndal uh, Kavik. So it's made really to do what they're calling pseudo pseudo lagers. Okay. So this is the first batch I made of it. Um, I just took like a my standard kind of lager uh, recipe and used it, and I used. Uh, Cascade hops because I'm a whore for Cascade. It's my favorite hop in the world. Um, Just kind of get yeah yeah yeah, and it actually is a Michigan Cascade. So just to kind of give it a little bit of the fruitiness to give it um, not much because I don't. I mean it's a lager. It shouldn't be crazy hoppy, Mm. Um, but just enough to kind of get that piney, citrusy type you know taste to it. Honestly, like that's a beer I drink all day. That's an all day beer. It's an all day beer. I love that. Like when we start off with an all day beer. You know, you're going good places. It's such a good episode. Well, mm-hmm. No, I really enjoy that. That is nice. Thank um, you. Very surprised. Yeah. From, from like... a peer, that means something more than <laughs> this schlep over here. I'm, I'm literally <laughs> just a schlep. Like, I'm trying to learn this stuff. Yeah. I catch some of the words. Right. Otherwise, it's over my head. And right. right on. I push buttons. Yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. So. Yeah, for a pseudo lager. Yeah. Not many days drained the glass. Thank you. Crushable. And then the Absolutely. next one is um, Ader from Decatur. Oh, so I should have said that the first lager was uh, One Last Bet. So all my beers are kind of gambling themed. Gambling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Ader from Decatur. Um, unfortunately, it looks like you're getting to the end of the keg. That's of all it. right. It looks so the, really good. Um, this it smells, smells really good. Yeah, this is my double American IPA. Does it smell different than yours? All right, let's smell. I won't taste yours. You guys should do the, like, the crisscross thing with the arms. I'm getting more yeast character yeah, and, yeah, more, this, and more hop character in yeah, mine. Yeah. And it only this, four ounce pour, so you can tell I'm really at the end of the... End of the uh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, so this is a, another... Yeah, this is another Kavik IPA. Um, but it's a... It's a step up. I like it. Yeah, it's a standard double. Um, it's all eights, so... Oh, 8%. Eight, 8.8%, 88 IBU, 8 on the SRM. Is this um, the prime number thing again? It's not a prime number. It's okay, not. I'm it's a, very it's a, good at math, okay? It, <laughs> it is a number thing. So when, when you're playing craps and you roll an eight, some people would say it's an eighter from Decatur. So that's okay. where the name came from. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, so 8.8% alcohol, 88 IBU, eight different hop additions, all eight ounces. So when you're doing a one barrel, that's a considerable yeah. amount. So 64 ounces of hops in this bad boy. Dry hop twice, so I couldn't really dry hop it eight times because it. You'd have no liquid left. I, I would have no liquid left, <laughs> and I only had four days to for to ferment. So. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. you don't really have that. <laughs> You're like, okay, I dry hopped it every two hours. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. Oh, I just love how cloudy it is. Well, yours because I'm much, at the bottom. You're yeah. I'm I'm at say, the yeah. 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 As I was gonna say, you see mine so that, shines that that's night like golden. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys can really see this on the podcast. I know but. this is quality <laughs> podcasting, but. Yeah, this tastes no. really good. Yeah, thank you. And it's smooth. That. That's a dangerous one. Yep. 
It doesn't hit you like an 8.8. No, you drink this and you're like, ooh, I can feel a little warm, a little thicker right. body, like, from the alcohol, but it doesn't prevent you from drinking it any faster right. than you would a 5%. Yeah, I get in trouble IPA. with this. Because yeah, yeah, I could have I drink this for four hours I had and a, my uh, day is gone. I had a fantasy football draft here and oh. my ooh. brother runs three, dra- three um, leagues because why wouldn't he? Why not? Um, and I'm in one of them, but they decided to have our draft here first, which meant he, all three drafts were here. And one guy was in all three leagues along with my brother, and he sat here and drank that. And I'm like, hey, John, you're, you're four into these things. It's time. Mm-hmm. See, you, <laughs> well, here's some water, buddy. You, keep yeah, punters. you might not know right. it yet, but you're right. not going to feel you that. You have a whole team of punters. Yeah, you got the mascot. You don't need the mascot. <laughs> like, so, defense, defense, right. defense, defense. We're like, going to be defense-heavy. I did, I did a fantasy football league one time. How'd that go for you? Um, I took second place. Nice. Right on. I gave up six weeks in because I was bored. And I just kept the same picks. And I still took second place. Well, look at that. I finished Damn. in the money. I was pretty happy. Nice. Not to yeah. tout myself, but I'm so the one league I'm in with my brother is a keeper league. Yep. So you keep a set of players every year. Um, and of course, you, you, know, like, you won't keep. And I've been in this league for 20 years. So, so you still have Brett Favre? No. no that's <laughs> I, mean, my, I was just going to say, like... That's I, how long ago I played. Right, that was my QB. Right. Like, I no longer have, um, and I'm trying to think of an older running back, Barry Sanders. Wow. So, you know, even Why though I did keep him after he kind of retired in hopes, fingers crossed, he'd come, <laughs> he'd back. come back. And then, like, Never two years to after, I like, told you guys. Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> so I think, so when I moved to California, I moved in 98. So this, this has been a league since 96. Where in California? I lived in San Francisco area in Silicon Valley. Okay. I was just curious. I yeah. Like, I like the little details. No, it's fine. Oh, uh, you want oh. my address there? No. I, what were you doing in California? In Silicon I Valley? was working at various startups trying to make those dot-com yes, dollars. Silicon dollars. Valley. Dollars. You were As you could tell, it didn't really happen because I moved back to Troy. <laughs> no, you're making that hey. beer dollars. Yeah, no, I'm making the beer resume dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was... I don't regret that decision ever because it was probably the best 12 years of my life i mean is that kind of where beer started for you too? actually yeah so a little bit of the backstory so when i moved out there none of my friends came with me um which was probably the best thing in the world uh my wife and i weren't even dating we were we knew each other from work and i think like we date we went on one date before i moved um okay. so and, she was here and you moved out there yeah right and like maybe we we hung out for like two months and then we're like, oh, I guess we're dating now and I'm moving to California. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I moved out there and I didn't know anybody. I mean, I was starting, you know, for, from scratch. I lived in a corporate housing in, in uh, the mission area in San Francisco for about six months. It had to have been fun. It was fantastic. So this is 1998 when all the dot-coms were just like booming. Booming. And just stupid with money. Like, Every night there was like an IPO party, and it was like, you go to that rooftop. And I was at one time, it was like, oh, the County Crows are playing live here, and it's oh, like wow. 500 people. Oh, and then gosh. the next night it was like, oh, Green Day's playing here, and it's a thousand people. And then the next night would be like, I don't know, whatever Google Dollish type, Mashbox 20 type band. But, Man. you know. God, you had me at Goo Goo Dolls. Did I? <laughs> so you like the, the, no, I don't. Okay. I really don't like the Goo Goo Dolls. You like to slide sometimes? Is uh, that Goo Goo Dolls? <laughs> Uh, uh, maybe I think that was Matchbox yeah. Twenty. 
No, I no. think it's Goo Goo Dolls. I think that's Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. Uh, Matchbox 20 did... Uh, I don't, what, what okay, I? I'm more of a Pearl Jam guy. Okay? <laughs> All right, right on. Hence right the Pearl Jam tattoos. Yeah. So, I, well, you got this big hoodie on. I haven't seen well, these tattoos. Yeah. I've got a tat on my leg. It's oh, the yeah. Pearl Jam. I don't look at legs. Gremlin guy. <laughs> you don't look at my legs. <laughs> Not a leg they're, guy. They're pretty hairless. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So you were out there for the dot com boom. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. then that burst. Burst unbelievably, but I stayed out there until 2010. So we had our, stuck it out. Well, yeah, so I ended up latching on a uh, company called WebEx and worked with them for a little bit. Where my And my wife, for some reason, came out like and moved in with me, and then we got married, and life was happy. We had twins in, 20, in 2006, and uh, she was laid off at Cisco during the downturn, the recession. Right. Uh, the writing on the wall was pretty eminent that I was going to get laid off sooner rather than later, and we always said when we had kids, we'd move back to Michigan. My mom's health was failing, so we're like, yeah, time is now. So we came, you know, pulled up stakes, moved back to Michigan, and here we've been. Built a life here. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I mean we're both from here. Yeah. Right? You know, I'm from St. Clair Shores, which doesn't mean anything to either one of you. She's nope. from Sterling Heights, which, again, doesn't mean anything to I think I've heard of it. I was saying, yeah. I've got Sterling Heights. So, so yeah. yeah, St. Clair Shores, if you guys are hanging out in this area, it has a really good beer scene. Right. They, have, they have four beer breweries there. They're all awesome. Fantastic. Uh, Copper Hop, which is uh, probably the newest out of the four. Um, have you heard Dragon Mead? Yep. So yeah. Dra- they have a, another one there called um, Dragon Mead. Amanda Slandy. Pants is yeah. my, my brewer love oh, really? from Dragon oh, really? Mead. Yeah. yeah. So um, they have Dragon's Landing, which is like their second location. Then Jam X, which is a husband-wife duo. So we got a lot in common. He runs, I think, a two-barrel system. The beers are phenomenal. Just a small little shop of maybe 1,600 square feet. Right. I don't know how the hell he does it. I'm like struggling here. I can't imagine what he's because he he's probably feels exactly yeah, what yeah, you but feel. He, but he's way busier than I am. And then Baffin, um, which was the first brewery in St. Clair Shores, they just kill it. Like mm-hmm. they're growing huge. Like now they're distroing and they're doing contract brewing at Brew Detroit. Um, Sweet. They're, yeah. So. Yeah, I love hearing about all these breweries. I love, love, love going into these small microbreweries. Mm. And especially with you just starting up, it's like, it's so fascinating to hear like how you went from Silicon Valley back to Michigan. And then you get, so you, you what did you do after you moved back? Like, so I, I, tech job. Yeah, I bounced around a couple times. I did, mm-hmm. um, I worked at GM for a little bit. I moved to, um, a marketing agency in Detroit for a little bit. Um, I'm now at a tech company in Troy right. uh, where we do public safety software. So I literally, like, legitimately can say I save lives because I design software that officers use to cut down time to calls, um, gives them a little bit more visibility into traffic and sure. where, where all the incidences are. Um, and that's really cool. Like, I design those apps. So it's a mobile app that gives all the information to the officers right at their fingertips. That's so awesome. Because you look, again, tangent on a geeky note, <laughs> but if you look at the time, um, the most critical time for an officer is when he leaves his cruiser and is approaching a vehicle. He has no communication other than his little mic right, mic right here that he has to physically go touch. So what he can do is in his, in his cruiser, he can type in the plate number, and as he's walking to the vehicle, we can send a notification if there's something wrong. Or there's okay. an alert, like it's a suspected valent, uh, 
felon or you know the plate is associated with someone who happens to be known to have you know aggressive behavior or something like that so we can protect the officers in that downtime i mean it's a matter of seconds but that seconds is Could critical count. yeah yeah um and you know it's it, that's probably has been the, the most rewarding work i mean it's way better than doing ads for snuggle that i was doing at the agency <laughs> <laughs> so and then at, at some point like you picked up on homebrewing yeah so back to california when i didn't know anybody yeah uh the guys the, the programmers because i'm not really a programmer i mean I, I dabbled in it way when it you know there was wasn't this thing about you know front-end design or anything like that i, I had to do programming um, we would work late, we'd play poker after work, and then we would brew on the weekends. Okay. So that's kind of how it started with me. Like, I bought a Mr. Beer kit, which is this little plastic <laughs> shitty thing. We've talked about this before on yeah. the podcast. Yeah. I think I'm buying one on Amazon. Uh, go for it. <laughs> you know, and it's, I've heard good and bad things about it's, it. You know, it, it is, it, it's only as going to be as good as what you put into it, like right. anything, right? Like, I mean, if you're monitoring, you're careful, and you're clean, and you can make some pretty good beer out of that. Um, pretty good, not great. But I told you my mead story off air. Yeah, it's yeah. not going well. Well, and that's why I said if you monitor it, and yeah. you put in the effort. Enough that you make those mistakes. That's what those first homebrew sessions are right. about. Yeah, right. and and from there I went and I bought you know a five gallon little system where I was still doing extract, and then that led to partial mash, where it's half grain and half extract, and then. All of a sudden, I had a 20-gallon system in my garage. Uh, all know, grain? All grain. Nice. Wow. And uh, we called it the garagery. And that's actually, before I was able to spin this up, I would have the garagery nights where people would come and taste my beers, and I'd have three or four beers on tap. And I'm like, oh, this is easy. Shit. Yeah. You know, one time every three weeks, though, but still. Yeah. <laughs> Here's kind of like, it may be a dumb question, but making your beer at home versus buying the same equivalent beer mm -hmm. is it more expensive less expensive is it just a matter of i think it, if you just value match your time ingredient to purchasing it's it's less expensive but okay. then you also have the equipment factor that you have to put in which right. then drives the costs up front yeah eventually you'll pay it off right like if you had a right. nice homebrew system and you were regularly brewing you'll pay right. off that system and then, yeah, your beer will be so much cheaper, but that's the scary part is right. up front, yeah, you, because you dump batches, yeah. you so can't like a, drink it all. Like a good a good 10-gallon home system would be about $1,500. Okay. And that would get you where you need to go. Sweet. It's expensive, but you'd have to brew a lot to catch that up. Okay, mm -hmm. so if I just, like, told gave you, let's say I gave you $1,800. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell my wife. Okay. This is still right. part of secret time. All right. Girl talk. Um, you could, like, design, like, a little system in my garage, and I could just brew my own beer. And sure. every couple of days, I would have a new batch that well, I would. every no? 20 days. Say 20 days. 20 days? Yeah. yeah, 21 days is my average batch time. Yeah. How are you keeping up? I don't understand this, then. Well, it was How the you... first 21 days. Right. And then you hit that, and then so, you've got beer, and then you make more beer, and then you've got that yeah, beer. I'm rotating through things. So, the, okay. like, this next beer that you're going to taste, the Brown Ale, I made yes. that about, uh, that was probably my second batch I made here. 
So this has oh, it smells strong. So it's ten point two percent. It's got molasses, brown sugar, uh, maple syrup, and then I threw ginger snap cookies on top. So um, you needed all that extra sugar, didn't you? To yeah, get to that to get, to starting get gravity. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this one sat for a while. Um, you know, and I probably could have gave it another week, but I needed to put in another beer in the rotation. People were craving something that wasn't an IPA. Last week I had three IPAs. This week I had one. So, I mean, I, I lost a lot of sleep trying to plan out, like, well, I can't have three IPAs and no lager and then yeah. only one sour. And then now I'm just brewing. Like, I, I have what I'm going to brew that week, and when those beers are ready, they're going to be on tap. Um, like, this week I plan on brewing um, the Juicy Side Bet, which is the NEPA, um, which is New England IPA. I'm gonna do um, two two different sours. Um, one's gonna be a little bit more traditional sour, where I've introduced the bacteria into it, let it sour for a period of time, and throw in the yeast. So that's gonna take a little bit longer. But the other one's gonna be using a new yeast strand from uh, Le Mans called Philly Sour, and it's just like a traditional brewing session. So you brew it, you cool it, you pitch the yeast, you let it sit for five days. I'm gonna dump in. Um, that one, just a bunch of blackberry puree and vanilla, and let that chill on that for a couple of days, and start the whole. That sounds really good. Yeah. And lactose in the beer base or not? No, you know, good on you. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't mind lactose from time to time for mouthfeel. We'll get to yeah. that in a second when you guys go tasting the the new batches, but um, I just like it kind of. It, it has to be the right beer and what you're doing it for. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like doing I I did a milkshake IPA I felt dirty doing it because <laughs> I don't know no, it, it, is, it, it is like especially did it not bring like, all the boys to your yard no it didn't. <laughs> and I was really wanting them all to come to my yard because I think I got a big yard and I can handle all the boys okay so I just want to see I say you seem like a man who can handle all the boys <laughs> come um, to his yard y'all loaded dice brewing in Troy uh, definitely um yeah, I guess I'm just like that instant gratification guy where it's like, I think if you I... You should not brew that. Yeah. Just, no, no, I'm having that problem with the mead <laughs> I started. Mead. Well, well, that's the worst thing you and can do because it's like a six to eight month process. Time. And well, then you got to back sweeten it, which takes I, time. I thought it was six weeks. You can, but that's the thing about that's, mead is you're not going to make the best mead you can possibly make in right. six weeks. Just like... You know, and they're you really expensive to make. Yeah. You're, I found that out. And my wife is like, Oh, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I got all this juice here. So it's super sweet. You'll um, get there. You'll get there. And then, like, I have a buddy who does, like, l- big meads okay. at his home. He just has a home brew. And he's like, yeah, I, I put mine up for, like, three years. And I'm like, wait, I have to wait three years for this? Like, right I just, yeah. like, had it boiling on the, the stove. Like, you could wait three years. <sighs> Yeah. It seemed like you can definitely, I, I mean, that's like the, the Kaviki yeast you're yeah. using. Uh, you know, that's I want to do a seltzer with Kaviki yeast. That would be interesting. Yeah. Honestly, I, though, that I hate seltzers, by the way. That strain of you hate seltzers. Yeah. I brewed. I didn't have a single bit of spent grain for the farmer when he came this past week. He came in, he walked in with his farm boy, and yeah. you're not brewing. I was like, Did he have overalls on? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I made root beer and seltzer, so there's no there's spent grain so, for you this week, and I and felt so dirty. What do the farmers do with spent yeast? They're, uh, they eat, eat, they okay. eat it, the cows, pigs. 
it's actually great because they can't have the sugar content of the barley as is, but then mm. you get all the sugar out of it, and what's left is a perfect feed for them. I have someone that comes and grabs a couple pounds and makes dog biscuits, so I had yeah. those Oliver's dog biscuits. Another no plug for them. Why not? Uh, they're local. So Absolutely. They're, in, yeah. they're out of Ferndale. Um, they've been super supportive of us. We're going to do um, some night here where my wife knows the details because like i said i'm so slowly like giving her things like yep. <laughs> please do things so i don't have to do all the things i need to do 90 percent of the things right now so it's some kind of adoption charity night with dogs and these biscuits sponsored by us and them here um because nice. pups and pints combo. hey that's a great idea yeah that's a well, great name what we're doing we're going to do a uh, pup club Okay. We're, we're just like someone wanted. So a lot of what I'm finding out, like this area in Troy where I'm at has a lot of young couples and they all have dogs and they love walking dogs and having beer. And yep. they, <laughs> they have stumbled upon this place. And one of them said, you should do like a pup club where it's like every dog has their own bowl. That's a great and like, idea. That is fantastic, and I'm going to do it. And, like, I don't even want to do it and charge them. I just think it's awesome because I love right. dogs, right? Um, just Even just a set of bowls, yeah, yeah. so that they do bring your dogs. Like, right. Here's so they can just dog. bring their dogs in um, to the brewery? I. What is the legality of that? No I don't, kitchen. So uh, yeah, fine. I have no kitchen, so I'm fine. But okay. at the same time, I don't want 30 dogs in here. So, yeah. like, it's kind of like. They'll at, I mean, they've been great. Like, I've had a couple dogs in here, but it's dogs that I've saw, like, a mm-hmm. few times, and I know their temperament. And, mm-hmm. like, rando dog who just shows up, probably not. But chill on my patio or whatever we, we can call that, my parking lot area with wine barrels and shady rope. Um, <laughs> and that's fine. I loved fine. it when I pulled in. Yeah. I was like, uh, I'm in the shady strip mall <laughs> I that's funny because you are not alone in that there's yeah. so many breweries in, in uh, Adesanya that you haven't been to they've got just picnic tables thrown out right. in front of the strip really? mall they're in oh yeah I've so, got such a different picture of Adesanya built up in my mind no nope. <laughs> strip mall I cannot wait so they uh, the, the landlord because I have this coffee shop next door to me right um, that's super busy all the time uh it's busy and a lot of traffic in there. There's a story worth that, but I don't. I don't think it's yeah, positive. their story. Yeah, uh, and I so I asked my landlord. I'm like, hey, so can I have like the three spots in front of me or four spots in front of me reserved? He's like, yeah, sure. No one will care because we actually have different hours. Like they close up around six seven. You know, I start building up around six or seven, so it, it's actually not a problem with parking. Right. But there is that little bit of over, overlap where people have a far, hard time parking, and when COVID hit. I'm like, well, I can't have my capacity here, which is 77. I can have, like, 30 people in here, which has actually been pretty cool because it's manageable to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to have a space for outdoors with the food truck and all that, uh, which, by the way, every night we try to be open. We try to have a food truck here, so another cool little thing we're trying to do. Yeah, um, some good eats with your good beer. Right. And the I city, the city's like, well, it, it, propose what you want to do and i'm like well what if i just and i drew out like a, literally took like a google earth picture or overhead <laughs> and like in my sh- crappy photoshop skills that i have now which it been so poor because i've been out of the game but i'm like i want to put a barrel there 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 and there rope lights that's what i want to do and they're like yeah that's fine yeah. so i got an extra 400 square feet i throw up some folding tables out there and it's just people just chill. We got some cool lights. And mm-hmm. That's great to that's have. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, and it's going to change because it's going to get cold, so i got to figure that part out. But still, 
it's it's not inside and everybody sits out there we had three or four uh couples groups with dogs out there yesterday and it's been fun like i love it and my kids come up and they all love dogs and so they see all these dogs here and they go crazy like we need another dog and my wife's like no you should definitely <laughs> no go there's dogs dog. at the brewery you, you can hang out definitely with definitely get another dog you, there needs to be a house dog here i know there does i'm on board with this okay and we kind of mentioned it off air right we were talking like a great pyrenees uh, Bernie's Mountain Bernie's Dog. Bernie's Mountain Dog. Yeah. Big old fluffy. Big old guy. Big, that fluffy. We'll call him Simcoe. Simcoe? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I'm so about it's, hop names. For that's it. a hop name? Yeah. Okay. It's either that or a great French bulldog. Not that I've given this much thought, but a great <laughs> French bulldog named Cezanne. That would be cool. Cezanne's and he'll always have too. a bow tie on. <laughs> Cezanne? Yeah. Right. I like I love it. That. I'm on board with this. You do how, you want. how could the Brewery Brothers sponsor a bull? Can we sponsor a bull? Well, would, that would be a cool thing. If you come and do you have to drink out of it? Lo- no, like we'll just dogs. put a bowl out for the dogs. You get local businesses yeah. to sponsor the dog bowls. No, we'll just put our oh, name advertisement on plaque as sure, like man. an extra one. Yeah. I mean, I mean this literally was last night. I haven't okay, really given well, much thought that other than that's a fucking great But well, that'd be great, yeah. Literally. Yeah. You could sponsor a bowl. We're going to sponsor the first bowl. All right. We just want our name on it. Sure. I mean, not to be like selfish or anything. <laughs> the Brewery Brothers. I want to know, it's a very small Brewery Brothers. Patrick Watson <laughs> in Bolden. Patrick Watson loves your dog. Yeah. Middle Zippity. finger on his side, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, my wife, we we have a small hobby farm. There's okay. only seven horses, two pigs, because one died. R.I.P. Juicy. Um, What's the day? <laughs> Never had to drag a 400 pound pig out of a shed okay. and then dig a hole large, large enough hole yeah. by hand with a shovel I hope with a shovel okay. yeah there was right. definitely <laughs> a shovel there was two shovels involved some dirt. but I mean we've got like 20 chickens attack 15 ducks three attack turkeys attack turkeys what is it you like guard turkey they're they're vicious they guard how would you have a my wife loves them is it a legit attack turkey? They, that sounds terrifying. They guard the front porch. When Amazon comes, they fly to the front porch and start immediately clucking, strutting. He drops his package. They follow him to the van. Like, get the hell out the property, mister. And then he leaves. And then they come back, check out the package, and then they go back to what they're doing. My wife is like the mother of dragons with turkeys. That's what you need here. You could have some attack turkeys. I don't know if I want to attack Forget turkey. the dog thing. Or attack turkeys. Now. We also have peacocks. Those I hear are like insanely loud. Loud. Very loud. Um, are you like a like a, a starter set for like the, the tiger, tiger king? king? Yeah. No. No. Right. Although I did talk to someone last week about a skunk. <laughs> so maybe I am. You're just a couple husbands short. Right. It's fine. That's what I need. I need a couple husbands. Yeah, yeah. Then, at the same time. Have to start the pack now. At the same time. One with no teeth. No, no teeth. What? Did you, have None. you seen that I've, guy once he's got a teeth? Yeah, back? he looks like a normal person. Well, it looks, looks like I'm, a completely different person. Yeah, yeah. his name is Joe, right? Uh, no, that's Joe Exotic. That's the title. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember. God, I binge watched. I can't shit remember out of his husband. The first name. episode was so Travis's boring. Travis's one, but right? And then it went apeshit. <laughs> when they got to the point where they were feeding the spoiled meat, I was like, "This guy is a legend." Yeah. 
for no re- good reason. <laughs> no, just he's like the worst human possible. But uh, oh, we've got like yellow pheasants. Why Have you ever you? seen a golden pheasant? I haven't. It's amazing. I'm sure it is. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, we fun. have this hobby farm, and we, my wife is it's, like, it's a hobby farm. It's a hobby farm. Like it's a, it's a farm that is your hobby. Yeah, we don't like eat any of the chickens, any of the pigs. Don't make any money off go. of it. We don't make any money off it. The eggs. So it's not like a Homer Simpson thing with 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 uh, Clampy the lobster. Nope. <laughs> nope. No, nothing like okay. that. The eggs so we actually feed to a flock of ravens. What's going on with you? These crows. <laughs> they formed a bond with us. I caught. I bought a crow call. So I, when I put the eggs out, I didn't know this. Any of this was possible. It's amazing. <laughs> it gets better. Okay. I cr- call the crows in. My wife does it at noon. I do it at six. All okay? right. They start calling. Can I come one day? Yeah, I know. I want to witness this. You bring the beer. I'll bring the beer. We'll just. They they start calling across the street, and they're like, "Caw, caw." So I was like, "Okay." So I know I got to put eggs out, and I got to put now you have to some feed, and then I bought the 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 crow call, and Mm -hmm. it's actually for turkey hunting, which is weird, but there's different calls. There's like feed call. Mm -hmm. Like I found food come get it there's a alert come get it call and then there's like a fighting call and so i learned to call them in now and we'll go back and forth calling each other okay and then i have to go inside fascinating and then they come in and they will eat the eggs and the bread and whatever other little feed we put out for them but they they're very demanding and it's have you ever accidentally did like the attack call no Okay. I'm afraid. I would be. We, yeah. we have a dead tree in our our chicken palace pen. And they'll roost up in there. And there'll be like four or five of them. All right. And uh, I don't want to do the attack call, just no. in case. You think right. they would attack your chickens? They haven't attacked anything. Or you think they would attack? Like, it'd be like the birds. No, what's funny is we also have had a family of skunks that live with us, too. All right. Um. And she's been there for like four years. She lives in our barn, and she'll have litters. They're just used to us, and we'll go out at night, and they'll come in and they'll eat some of the, like the the feed, mm-hmm. and we have to kind of tell them, no, 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 go go out, find your own food. Never been sprayed, and she leads them away, and then at a certain point she drives them off. Mm-hmm. And she just hangs out, and next spring we'll have another so is litter. This, is this, like, huh. on your house? Like This is, like, land? on our property. Okay. Our, we have a big barn. We have a small you, barn. You realize, like, this could be its own fucking reality show. Like, I know. This is what you... Really I'll update you. Talking to idiots like me. This <laughs> no, is like, this is... Uh, yeah. It's, it's like pre-Osborne. Pat Exotic, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> this is, and the funny thing is, this is all my wife's gig. And then I come in You're and just I'm, like the dopey husband who comes by. This is funny. You're because the husband. Your wife just needs one more husband, and does. you guys will be good. She does. <laughs> Shelly Exotic. Um, I come in, and I'm like, what about peacocks? And she's like, no, too loud, too crazy, too wet, too wild. Whoops. I already got one. Uh, oh. One time we went to the chicken sale. They do this chicken auction every Saturday okay. in Ravana on the west side of the state. They had, like, four peacocks. I got two of them. 
I got a male and a female. They also had an emu. Oh my god. <laughs> See, I you be... didn't get the emu though. <laughs> you were I, I was ready to raise my hand on the emu. So it's an auction? Yeah. Oh, I'm so down with that. I, I started to raise my hand. My wife grabbed it <laughs> and said, that'll be a seven-foot-tall bird that will kill you. <laughs> we don't have the property. We don't have the fencing for that. And they started it at 350 and I was like, we could do this. She wouldn't let me. She put a stop to it. All right. So we didn't get the emu, but we did get the two peacocks, golden pheasants. Back to the point. Every, everything on our hobby farm <laughs> eats for free. Oh. So if we could sponsor a bull, my wife would totally be down for that. All right. Well, we'll I'm, I'm going to work that out. It's like this week's mission like to figure out what this pup club would look like. Yep. Send, yeah. Just send yeah. me the information, That's and I'll NFL. PayPal you. Nice. Thanks. I appreciate amount. that. That's cool. And we'll put that out there on our website that we're doing the pub, pub club, pub, pub, pub. pub. I just said pub, didn't I? Yeah, that's fine. Pub, at the pub, pub, at the pub, pub, pub club, pub club. It's a lot to say. We'll just call it pub club, pub club. Yeah, I can be a founding member of the pub club. Perfect. I missed the founding right? mug club. Yeah. So. I'm sorry <laughs> that you did. Oh, I'm also three hours away. So, so yeah. yeah, I mean, one I want to buy a uh, a mug, uh-huh. but I'm three hours away. Yeah. That's fair. So, well, I'm sure. I, I think. think we'll, I think at the end of the year, we're because I don't know how Skylar works it, but we'll we'll like get some extras for retail. So at that time, I'll let you know. We'll work it out. It's a collectible. And yes. You're a collector. I'm so. a collector. I just put it right on there, and all of a sudden, I see your eyes like it's a collectible. Yeah, he's bugging out right now. Uh, funny story. <laughs> I made Andy number the two mugs that we bought. I got number one, and Terrell got number two. Okay. So it was just, like, stupid. It means nothing. Right. But technically, I can say I have the first one. Sure. But whatever. Cool. So moving on in our beer flight. Beer flight. So we ended up at at Gambling Hamp Brown. Yep. And then, hiya. Uh, We're not open today. Sorry. (laughs) She's with me. Oh, she's with you. (laughs) All right. Well, then, we're open. Please come and join us. Um, so now I have a couple new batches that are coming out. The first one, the pink one. Pink one. Um, this is on a heater. and From all the cinnamon candy. Egg. Right. So I Ooh. did uh, a cream ale, and I put uh, three pounds, or a liquefied three pounds of fireball candy. Oh dumped that in with the fermentation, and I just, I guess, dry fireballed it. I don't know what you would call it, but... That's, I say dry hop when it dry I'll hopped, put anything right. in, but right. it's not dry hot. hopped another pound of fireball candy last night. So. I was anticipating this to be way spicier. Yeah. yeah, and it's funny because I actually don't love fireball candy, so right. I was like, "Oh no, here we go." But this is an approachable amount of like is it? fireball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I could see people being like, "I want it to be that burn your mouth situation right. that they want from and a fireball candy." That's why I did the the pound dry hop because um, I thought maybe I'd get a little bit more of that first second dry fireball feel. And to me, it's like after I've had it in my mouth before, I'm going to crunch this up taste. But I think it's still kind of there. It's there, and it's a really nice finish. Like, that's what stays in my yeah. mouth, and it grows. And yeah, I'm left with just a light, lingering, like, spicy cinnamon character without it being that in your sinuses, overwhelming. Yeah. yeah, I was picturing, like, fireball whiskey. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, that's why when I Nightmare said that, someone said, like, you put whiskey in there? I'm like, no, I can't do that. But um, I think it's the Fireball Candy, and I had to, like, rem- remind them what Fireball Candy is. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Um, no, I like that. No, that's, that's nice. Cool. And actually, I really love the color that it has mm-hmm. yeah. in it. Because it... Yeah. Deceptive in a way that you see a beer this color right now. It's gonna be fruity. fruity. Yeah. that's what be... I thought at first. And, and that does sour. that does have yeah. lactose in it because it's it's a cream ale. So I wanted a little bit of a you know roll on your tongue from the body. Yeah, yep. And it does, and I feel like that supports the cinnamon yep. as well. Yep. Nice dessert beer. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, yeah, it's different. It's, it's all about like for me when you, I want someone when you know when you read a menu in a restaurant, you know that something triggers you. So I want someone to read the the beer and what I'm doing to it and trigger them and for something that's different and unique. Yeah, I'm not gonna do every beer like that. Like you know my IPAs are kind of IPAs, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but the ones I could kind of take a little bit of a risk on, I'll do it. So, no, which would lend us to the next beer, which is a <laughs> uh, Wiesenbach called the Fat King. The fat king. Yeah, so this is after Elvis, who, who played wow. who played in Vegas. So there's the connection to gambling. Um, so this is a Wiesenbach uh, with peanut butter and bacon. So it's supposed to be banana peanut butter bacon sandwich. Yeah. Um, wow. This is this is the middle one. I'm gonna do a three part series of it. It's gonna be the birth of the fat king, the fat king, and then the death of the fat king. So this one's very peanut butter forward. It is. I love but it. But you still get a little bit of that banana. You get a little bit of the smokiness of, of uh, bacon in there, just subtly. Um, and as it warms up, you get you get less of the banana, more of the peanut butter. But um, the, the birth would be a little bit more banana forward, and the death is just going to be silly, stupid, full of bacon, full of peanut butter, uh, basically a wheat wine. This is kind of like my favorite beer right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Thank you. So that those the last two will be on tap next weekend here, so yeah, we'll hopefully your podcast will be up before next week. Uh, it will be. All It'll right. be on Wednesday. Well, that's yeah. fantastic. So so yeah, we will promote it. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. I'm yeah. getting big peanut butter. Yeah, and mm-hmm. yeah, it would be interesting to see what it was yeah. like when it was a little cooler still, but the big peanut butter nose. Yep. And I don't actually even eat meat, so. The bacon is not as strong as I anticipated. Yeah, and I was and it, like, okay, let's see how bacony this is really right, gonna be. <laughs> right, it's and you know, you off air, you made the comment about head retention, and I was concerned with mm-hmm. that because anytime you introduce a fat, it kind of goes away. This is still the fact still that there. there's still a light ring of like off white head yep. lingering, and it's been sitting on the counter since this whole time we've been talking. Right, right. Yeah, so, no, you're not having a head retention problem right. at all. Like. Yeah, that was my biggest thought when I it's saw got, bacon. I, I dry hopped about two pounds of bacon uh, about three days ago in that. So just enough, I think, to kind of filter down through. It's Yeah, and it, it brings the umami character at the yeah. end, and yep. that's that's what sits in your mouth. Like, And it brings the peanut butter down, too. Because I think peanut butter beers become so cloying yeah. so fast. But the bacon just brings it back down with the umami that it's like, okay, I just had like almost a savory mm-hmm. peanut butter experience rather than it being entirely sweet. The smart one. my spokesperson right Yeah. Here. You need to hire <laughs> like, I'll bullshit I, some beer. I cannot uh, express. You're just like watching. I'm like, just like. I'm like clips in it. You're like, huh? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> this tastes really good. Coy, huh? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to send you a BJCP checklist, and you'll just learn a whole bunch of words that make you sound like you Please. know a whole lot about beer. Oh, I need it. Uh, no, I just like this because it, it's so unique. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, and for it to be your release, the one you do different variations of, yeah. you know, we're so used to 
New Holland's Dragon's Milk or Founders. Founders. We've had yeah. CBS. We've had KBS. We've had it all, but that is so fun. Yeah. Like different, very, different peanut butter, different banana levels, yep. different bacon. Like, and you had to go in the heavier. You said barrel aged, possibly. Yeah. Like so in the yeah, that's, so the, it's going to be uh, August and January. We'll do all three of them at the same time, and then every January we're going to take pull part of that batch for the death of the fat king, throw it in a barrel. So then. We'll let that barrel age for a year and pull it out every year at the same time. Oh, that's going to be a awesome. lot of fun. Yeah. And then, depending on if I can make enough, I want to eventually do two barrels. One barrel I'll just blend every year. Okay. Um, and eventually have to go into a bigger barrel, but mm-hmm. um, and see how that goes. Like, and like maybe do 10 years of that. So it'd yeah. be 10 years of the, after year the death edition. or something. That's cool. That's, yeah. That is fun. Why not? I, I like mean, it. I didn't open up this brewery to make normal beer. No. You know, so. Well, I think you're doing something special. I don't know about it. Go that far. I, I, I definitely think so. I think it's special, for sure. I appreciate, like, you know what your limits are. And so, like, you're milking that quite yeast, like, the best you can. Like, yeah. that IPA, fantastic. Thank you. Thank if you, you put that in front of me anywhere, I'd be like, I, yep, this is a 21-day IPA. I'm mm. assuming you're using very similar processes to me. And, nope, grain to glass in, what, four days, you said? Yeah. You know, a little longer. Yep. But still, like. Last week it was. Phenomenal. I tapped it last week. Last week it was a little rushed. Okay. And you know, I think we talked about it a little bit. You know, I've been open three weeks, and I rushed some beers to tap last week because I'm panicky. Um, <laughs> Running out. <laughs> yeah. This was one of them, and I think the year, the the extra week it took, really find it out. Like, mm. I mean, it wasn't clear like that. It looked a little bit more murky. Okay. Um, Had a chance to mature in the category. Yeah, yeah. So and. and I just I'm really happy with that beer the way it turned out this week. Mm-hmm. Last week I'm like, oh man, I don't know about this beer, <laughs> but it's been received very well. So that's probably one we'll bring back on a semi-regular rotation. We're okay. not going to do that with a lot of beers. Um, I did the first weekend we were open. I did a smoked Hefenweizen. Okay. Um, just it's called Hef Smoking Jacket after Hugh Hefner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know what the connection to gambling is, but there's some story there. Yeah, um, I don't know, it, smoking rooms, yeah, smoking jackets, sure. smoking gamble. Yeah. yeah, why not? <laughs> it gives me the vibe. Yeah, so, um, and that went over very well, and I made a small batch of that um, that I'll probably bring back. Um, yeah, Oktoberfest, that's sold out. Now I'll, I'm probably going to have to spin off another batch of that. Um, yeah, but, before Oktoberfest has really right, begun. Right, right. <laughs> but even with that, I used the same yeast I used in the lager. Okay, yeah. And so it kind of gave it, gave it like a little bit different. So, you know, Marzins tend to be really malt-forward and mm-hmm. give you, hit you like that kind of that roasty, sweet yeah, caramel. Toasty, yeah. bready, this yeah. This introduced a little bit of, hey, I think the Lions are losing. Like, you, like No. A, <laughs> They're down. They're I down. specifically <laughs> haven't been watching because I thought that I would, I would jinx it. Way to go. Um, but I think that yeast introduced like kind of a, a sweetness that was finished it off on the end. So... Mm-hmm. I, I actually was, like, close to dumping that beer. Oh, really? You were just so turned off by that sweetness? No, so what happened was I had a, an Oktoberfest recipe that I made, you know, a handful of times. And one of my brewing friends, um, I won't call him out. It wasn't a bad thing, but he's like, you can't brew it. It's not a traditional Oktoberfest beer. You need more, you know, pills. So he started, like, futzing with the recipe. And this is probably... Because, you know, an Oktoberfest beer takes time. Yep. Like, you, Yeah, I mean, the tradition of a Mars, yeah. and you brew it in March, you lager it through the summer, right. and you bring it out for Oktoberfest. Right, right. You don't have that much time. Mm-hmm. So 
I kind of sped things up, and I think this was maybe like my third or fourth batch, you know, open. Mm-hmm. And when you do a new system, it's it's kind of like when you get a new oven. Like you bake a lasagna in a new oven one time, it's not going to be the same process it was before. So um, now I'm hungry. But, uh, <laughs> He's got like Garfield here, right? So yeah, here's the same lasagna, right? All right. Um, so when I when I went through the cooling process, it just looked like dark. Like it looked like a, a brown ale, and I'm like, what the hell? So I threw it in the fermenter. I'm like, oh, I'll just let it go. I'll see what happens. And it was in the fermenter for like three weeks, and I didn't touch it, didn't draw a taste on it. And I'm like, I'll just keg it and see, right? I mean, so I kegged it and um, I pressurized it in the keg and I put it on tap and I did it like on a Monday. And I found myself like through the week, I'm like, oh, this is getting like actually good like mm-hmm. it, i can't call it uh marzen because it wasn't a marzen to me but it was definitely an Oktoberfest ale mm-hmm. if that I mean, was it like a fest beer yeah, that, that yeah. wider yeah it had the breadiness it had the malt character but then it just kind of came at you with a different level you know layer of like caramel note and it was just a, a great little beer mm-hmm. so it, a happy accident i guess right <laughs> so that sounds awesome yeah man we have gone so long today this Sorry. is our longest podcast. Yeah. I told you this was going to happen. This is fine. <laughs> this has been great. I could keep going. I haven't, I haven't talked this little <laughs> since we started, which is fine. I love Sorry. It. I'm, I'm a little bit. Um, what do you want to plug? What's your Instagram, Facebook? Oh, so Twitter. the Instagram is yeah. at Loaded Dice Brewery. Um, okay. Facebook is Facebook at, you know, slash Loaded Dice Loaded Brewery. Dice Brewery. Twitter um, is Loaded Dice Brews. Okay. Uh, because you, you're limited in size, yeah, yeah. So, which I guess is okay, a little off-brand, but whatever. It's my nephew's controlling that Twitter feed, which it's been funny just to see him go because he's fresh out of college. He went to Grand Valley. Yeah, okay, uh, he's, right. you know he works at some medical firm doing their marketing there, and I'm like, well, just handle that for me because I don't sound old. I don't know the Twitter too well. Yeah. So <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's a whole new game to me. And for some okay. reason I glommed onto the Instagram thing. And Instagram's where it's at. Yeah. I love Instagram. I think it's fun. I don't know how to use it. Oh. But Terrell well, where it's at, are though. normal hosts. Yeah. yeah, well, so. Again, you're the face. I'm just the face. Yeah. And I just right. push two buttons. <laughs> that's all I do. Sometimes that's all you need to do. <laughs> but. Yeah. And no. um, so. Next week, uh, next weekend, we're open Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's our first, like, real weekend that we're open the three days. That's um, awesome. And then we're going to have a food truck each night. I think the order, um, again, this is another thing that my wife is doing for me. I think we're doing Grill Witch Top Shop, which these things never don't mean anything to That's you. That's right. No. Pro- it's, it's a It's a tater tot, loaded tater tot oh, food yeah. truck. That sounds amazing <laughs> yeah. right now. So they do... Uh, buffalo chicken, pulled pork, uh, brisket. They do mac and cheese on top of wow. it. It's All insane. Right. And, yeah. And then the next night is a grilled cheese food truck, which, again, is just stupid good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then <laughs> the night after that is a bar- full rack barbecue, um, which Man. they're new on the scene. You're going to be back over here. I'm you? probably coming back. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. uh, they're new. Uh, they were here two weeks ago. And they sold out by eight o'clock. Wow! So and you better get here early yeah, and barbecue today. Yeah, and then I so that like I gotta gear, make sure I have enough beer to last. Yeah. And mm-hmm. beer wise, we're putting out um, the brown ale will be here, uh, the lager will be here, um, 
the cream ale with cinnamon with the fireballs will be on tap. The uh, which the fat king will be out. Watch him, That's great. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, I'm going to do a Juicy Side Bet, which is the flagship NEPA. That should be ready to go, too. Maybe not. Oh, Grampy's Clamshell just pulled in. So that's another food truck that's looking to kind of join us. Um, Grampy's Clamshell. They do scallops and clams and oyster bakes and just something silly and fun. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's super awesome. different, too, yeah. than what you can usually get right, from a food truck. Right, right. So we're, gonna, we're looking to get um, them as well here. So. Oh, yeah. Every night we're, we're cool. open, we're going to try to have a food truck. Um, at the very least, we we have some local restaurants lined up that we can bring food here. Okay. Uh, get your DoorDash on. Get yeah. them here. Um, you know, you can bring food in here. Uh, bring your pups to, you know, to our outdoor patio. Um, that's also welcomed. Uh, we have Tega Brew. Uh, we're going to order a whole new batch of that. Um, yep. We talked about doing a special charm for the Fat King, but because this isn't like one of the bigger releases, we're gonna put a pause on that. Um, in a couple weeks, we're gonna do uh, another uh, New England IPA that we call Dank Vegas, nice. which is uh, super dank strata hops. Uh, we're not open quite yet. Are you from? You, are you gonna... <laughs> yeah, I'll be with you in a few minutes. Sure. Did uh, my wife send you here or? I told her I was going to stop by. We're going out to my daughter's new house. All right. I told her I was going to stop by and drop this off. Sure. So, okay, yeah. Here. That's perfect, man. This is what happens when yeah. you're in like, a working <laughs> brewery. Right? Thank yeah. you. Yeah. You're in charge of all of it. I lost control. Oh, so Dank Vegas. So we're going to come out. And I was going to, I have this really cool artist, and I'm a little bit of a metalhead. Okay. So uh, Danzig and the Misfits are like mm-hmm. you know, two of my big guys. Uh, well, it's one, Glenn Danzig, but the Misfits and him. Um, so I want to do, like, this T-shirt series for, like, concerts. So, you know, you go to a concert, you get a concert T-shirt. Oh, heck yeah. Um, so I was going to do T-shirts, but I'm, what I'm finding out with T-shirts is, like, now I have 15 smalls and one large of a shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the logo he made is just killer. Um, it can't help you guys listening to the podcast, but um, it's basically, like, the Danzig logo. Uh, if you're familiar with it, so he's got like a skull head on it. Yep. Um, he did a steer head skull. Uh, the dice are the red eyes, and it oh. has like in the writing of the Misfits, Dank Vegas oh, over that it. That looks badass. Yeah. That and we're going to awesome. wrap that around a glass, so we're going to release a glass with it. So it's a 20 ounce uh, can glass, like the ones I have here. That's awesome. Um, that's going to be, I think, in three weeks because those glasses take a little bit of time. Yeah. Yep. So look forward to that. That's going to be a fun thing. Um, so cool. special little releases like that we're gonna do uh, glasses I think it's so shirts you can watch your social I, media platforms yeah for announcements absolutely of yep. we're also gonna do um, and if you need to cut me off no for you, go I'm, ahead I'm babbling like a fool you're fine <laughs> whatever you gotta fit right. in you can fit in yeah so we're gonna do um, a Vegas performer series so we're gonna do four beers themed off of various Vegas performers so it's gonna be a orange well a ginger Ginger and carrot sour uh, for carrot top. Yep. And we're going to call that, give them props. Awesome. Uh, we're going to do a blood orange, uh, I think probably a IPA. Uh, and we're going to call that Easy Tiger for Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> and he's already, my artist um, has already done that that logo. And it's just it. stupid. So it's a, it's a tiger holding an arm in his mouth. And in the arm and the hand is a crushed cl- uh, white claw. Uh, can oh there it is. That's <laughs> and the lettering on that is the, uh, like Metallica Ride the Lightning. 
yeah. lettering. That's cool. So that that's cool. Um, okay, that looks. Then we're gonna do a blueberry Heffenweizen for the Blue Man Group, and it's gonna call Blue Tubes. That sounds amazing. And then, yeah, this is gonna sound really stupid, but I think it's funny in a way. So um, we're doing a black IPA with glitter, and it's for Wayne Newton because his nickname is the Midnight Idol. So Dude. that's that's awesome. new so, too—a black IPA with glitter. Yeah, edible glitter in it. That's gonna be awesome. <laughs> oh my goodness. So. Uh, I'm shooting to do that sometime towards end of October. So that'll be the four new beers that week. Um, trying to work out the schedule for that when I can get that in. So the glass for that, with the logos that he's doing, I'm going to tr- – I think we're, we're going to do one of two things. It's going to be like Grateful Dead dancing beers, bears wrapped around him. Yeah. And we're going to do like a Riku glass, so a, a stemmed kind of glass for that. That will be cool. Um, or we're going to do um, like um, movie or – or uh, theater marquee signs, so the poster signs um, yeah. around a glass. So each it, so cool. All glasses will have the four different emblems on it. Yeah, so, you've got okay. some collecting to do. Yeah, yeah damn it. I know. <laughs> Shelly is not gonna like that debit yeah. card. Yeah, you can point fingers, make but her it, listen to this podcast, and be like, "Here's your reason." <laughs> she doesn't listen to this. Okay. She's yeah. got way better taste. It's, <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife's the same way. Like she'll say, people ask him stuff, ask her stuff about the beer. She's like, "Where's Jeff?" Yeah. And she's back. like, "I." Because one guy was like, "So what kind of hops?" She's like, "The ones that are green, like they smell like weed to me." I'm like, I don't know. Was, but she's learning. It's great because like she's like, "I think he used like a Quebec yeast or something." I'm like, "It's Quebec." I actually think it's Quebec. Quake. Is, is that a lot of people say yeah. like like I can't do that W sound like, like, yeah no I can't. I'm not even gonna try to do it it's called so like yeah Kavik Kavak Kavak Kavok all right all right you two listen up all right all right you guys uh, follow us at Brewery Brothers on Facebook uh, we're on Instagram at Twitter at New Brew Bros. And you can email us, brewerybrothers231 at gmail.com. And, man, today has been a blast. Seriously. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's um, been fun. We like to end every episode with a toast to the brewery. And if you uh, if you want to come up with a toast on the spot, oh, we like right. to just spring it on you. Huh. Uh, we usually do, like, a competition, me and Terrell, but I'm kind of winning. Uh, he doesn't like to that. admit it. But I need to meet Terrell and see his side of the story because there is two sides of the you story. You don't want to meet Terrell. He's, <laughs> he's not the face. Uh, he doesn't want you to hear his side of the story. There's that. That's not a good side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but on the way here, I texted Karen and I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, like, I don't know if you remember, but we like to do a toast at the end of every uh-huh. episode. And she's like, I already wrote one. And I was like, awesome. Okay. I got you. So. <laughs> We're gonna, I'm going to let you lead yeah. with the toast. All right. Here's my toast. All right. Cheers to those friends who don't drink, but still go to the breweries with us. You saved me $1.57 on an Uber tip. <laughs> wow. Okay. That was my toast. That was great. I'll say with having the kids here, like you said, you know, bring the 16 to 17 year olds, your parents all drink, and then they drive you home after they're done playing their video games, right? Well, I was going to toast the built-in. You know, there's one parent who doesn't drink that much. Uh, right. 
Right. There's that parent. You, you got to take the edge off. Yeah. That's how I. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Got to handle the kids. I'll have a dram of whiskey. So, uh, Nartos. All right, winning toast. It is. To Loaded Dice Brewery. Luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. Oh, wow. Cool. You, got, you guys have nailed it. Thank you. So, Aw, that, that was really heartfelt. There it is. Wow. I like that. You just. I, I nailed it. Okay, yeah. Every week. I, I Every doing, week. You, you, you should, so now I have to do one on the fly? On the fly, if on you can. Fly. I had to do one on the fly. Apparently Wait, my no, you pre-written one down. Yeah. I did when I did my podcast. Your, your toast was awesome, Karen. I was a little Mine was amazing. <laughs> All right, so my toast would be uh, opening our brewery wouldn't happen with the community that surrounds the brewery and that even goes beyond just the brewer's community, but the community that you build organically, and I toast you all that have made this possible. Aww. Awesome. Cheers. He beat you. Um, cheers. I love it. Cheers to that. No, seriously. I mean, it's in all seriousness, awesome. like, there's so many people that worked for this to happen that I, there's no way I could thank them all. Like, yeah. you know, I, my best friend made the bar top. I had, a, you know, three or four friends here doing framing. Uh, one guy came in here and sanded mud for drywall if you've ever sanded mud for drywall that is the worst fucking thing in the world anybody can do um i had a neighbor who i met because i opened the bar build me tables and he just like came here one day he's like i heard you need tables here's two i'm like those are fucking great tables thank you um you know i I got these wine barrels from someone who heard i needed them and just gave them to me so that stuff is like stuff you don't plan you don't you can't create on the fly or you you're, you don't plan for that and right. it just happened organically and to me that's way better than anything that i can produce in the, on, the, on my tap so oh, yeah. it's those relationships i'm building here i love that yeah you're nailing it take a whole community with anything right and one makes you feel you know you chose the right place you know you're in a community that wants to embrace you yeah that's amazing because you have only to go up and you're making good beer, so that <laughs> really helps too. Beer is pretty good. <laughs> thanks. All right, well, it's been a great episode, Jeff. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah, you it was a pleasure, Jeff. Kieran, thanks for coming. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Glad you can put up with me. I hope you're on more. <laughs> we I just come? Come. Right. I will give you a call if you've got time in your 23-hour day. Sure. We'll do it. All right. One hour. Awesome. I love doing these things. Awesome. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week. Later.